nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Holy crap, are we nerdy? talk about preacher actually being uh the 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 amazon preacher is actually sold out oh yeah yeah arrow leaking online they really are doing a great american hero remake yes yeah that's one of those like why no lightsabers to be banned at select theaters showing star wars of force awakens i wasn't really going to talk about that but we can i I agree with that because i remember remember all three prequel showings like during every like every moment that people were actually impressed by something they would all like yeah but see that would to me well let's just start yeah welcome nerdables to episode 109 this week we are talking cbs's announcement of the new star trek tv show sort of on tv Maybe, but uh, last week's uh, Supergirl premiere, The Flash jumping the shark, The Greatest American Hero gets a remake, reboot, comeback, something or other, it's going to have a show. The true remake. The true remake, yes. Halo 5 launches last week, and we'll see if there's any comic book news in the world. And maybe touching a little bit of Kamikaze, because three of us did go to Kamikaze. Yeah. Um, so yes, the biggest announcement that almost blew up the internet today was that CBS announced a new Star Trek television series coming January 2017. Um, Uh, specifically for CBS All Access, which is... That was the kind of the hiccup in the announcement. Yeah, everyone got really excited, but then it became that, like, wait, CBS All Access? Well, let's see. Which means you gotta pay for it. Yeah, it's like six bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, the pilot will be aired on CBS, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then every episode subsequently will be exclusively on CBS All Access and not available anywhere else by the sound of it. Yes. So, and the announcement, and you made a great point when you, on Facebook today, when you said it sounded like it was the, the whole advert that came out for the Star Trek yeah. sounded more like an advertisement for CBS All Access. Right. And I, I totally agree. Yeah, I, it seemed like it wasn't a lot of news, but it's probably something to start with, or start that All Access with, which I actually don't even know what CBS All Access is. It's basically their Hulu, but only for CBS shows. Yes. Right. Um, think of it like the WWE has their... Uh, I don't want to think about the WWE. <laughs> they have their, their as long as they don't All Access it. thing. Oops, that's uh, so what do you think about the producers of it? Uh, it's Alex Kurtzman who did the movies. Mm-hmm. I don't care for the I don't care for the remake movies. Now Alex Kurtzman he wrote and produced the first Star Trek or co-wrote and produced. He the, did he he co-wrote all three of them if I'm not mistaken. Well, the first J.J. Abrams. Yeah, no, he also did it with his uh, his former writing partner uh, Roberto Orsi. Yes, Orsi was on Into one the and, Darkness. And, yeah, he did one and two, mm-hmm. and then Orsi left, and Kurtzman still did number three, and he's producing three. Right. But by the sound of it, and from what I've always understood about the way that, uh, because the Star Trek license, it's owned by CBS, mm-hmm. but Paramount has the exclusive rights to do the films. Correct. But for the new universe, or new Trek, the NU Trek, they sort of, you know, if you call it what you will, JJ Trek. JJ uh, Trek, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, Bad Robot is the production house specifically able to do the. J.J. Abrams versions of Star Trek. Correct. And since they're not involved, 
It's either CBS doing something completely new for television that's unrelated to the Prime Trek or the JJ Trek, mm-hmm. or they're just going to do Prime Trek but just start somewhere else completely different, and which, which would be fine. Well, Kurtzman and Orsi moved their offices to the CBS lot a few months ago, right? But now, which started Orsi, some speculation yeah. that there was going to be a new Trek series, and of course, the I mean, there's. There, there's been rumors going around. They've right. met oh. with different actors from the from both the original Next Gen series, you know, about coming up with different ideas. A lot of people have pitched shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth MacFarlane pitched a series that was a continuation of the '60s show, right? That he wanted to do like the '60s show with you know, kind of like what they do with the the new. You would have hated that, wouldn't you, Chris? MacFarlane, because it would have been the same. Well, no, MacFarlane I mean, only did, knows how to make Cosmos. one show. That is true. He wrote and produced Cosmos, so I can't... No, he couldn't have, because if you look... He did. No, if you look at everything he's produced for Fox, it's the same exact show. Right, but that, that's very to different. To the point where it's broken no, down into six different categories, and every, it just fits. He, there's no fart jokes in yeah. Cosmos. But he also was the same guy who wrote Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Lab, mm-hmm. and he also animated for those shows, true, too. Either. I'm going to say that's not true, either. <laughs> you want it not to be true. Michael Dorn pitched a show uh, about Captain Worf, which would be really cool. That would be uh, a really good. One. No, 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 no. That would be so incredibly awesome. Yeah. That like literally the universe would explode. Right. A yeah. lot of people have been pitching an anthology type yeah. series. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the I think we talked about that years track. ago. But the yeah. problem with that is it's so expensive. It's, it's expensive to do. I wouldn't mind seeing a Michael Dorn Worf series. It would take you right, you know, right into that, you know. And a Star Trek Voyager mm-hmm. or Star Trek Nemesis era, but then you can start fresh with a with a familiar character who has a lot of continuity in Star Trek, being on Next Gen and Deep Space Nine. And he was a beloved character on both. He's a very beloved character. So having him be captain, yeah, you know, there's a reason they brought him to DS Nine. I mean, it was yeah. a show that, while and not like struggling, struggling, it could use the boost. And they said, "Here we go. We'll just bring a character that everybody knows and loves, and he's willing to do TV work and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that." I mean, and plus, you he's said also it there, doing a great voice in you uh, can use Ninja Turtles. You can use. Anyone as a cameo, right? You know, right. you can have Jonathan Frake show up for an episode. Yeah, you, you can, can have you can do. Uh, okay, now, I don't remember the end of Nemesis. Yes, does Data die? Yes, yes. Okay. Data dies, but, but he had Beta tra- is he transferred his memories into the B four room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so BB eight is Data. Yes. Okay, that's BB eight. BB eight is Data. <laughs> and then in the the Alex Kurtzman Roberto Orsi like their version of events. Uh, after Voyager is that uh, Beta uh, uh, B four as Data is captain of the Enterprise, but it's non-canon because it's not on. Basically, right. CBS and Gene Roddenberry have had that. Like, if it's on screen, it's canon. The only one that people didn't consider canon for a long time was the animated series. It's kind of like what uh, Lucas had said. Yeah, Lucas was always like, if it's on TV or on a movie, then it's canon. Mm-hmm. Now. The very last thing they did have in there in the CBS announcement that was that the new TV series is not related to the upcoming film Star right. Trek Beyond, which is scheduled for distribution by Paramount in 2016. Yeah, and which which leads me to believe that they're probably they're going to do something com- like completely separate from both versions of Star Trek. Do you think it'll be set in that same? It's not world. Bad. Uh, again, I could be in the JJ universe. If I could be wrong, but uh, I. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that since Bad Robot has the uh, exclusivity to do the JJ versions mm-hmm. of the movies, and they're not doing any television, as well as Paramount, on, as well as Paramount, then it's I think that's just sort of off limits, and they want to keep it separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm either leaning towards another Prime Universe show or something that's just completely separate. Because this is hold up, this is, when we were talking about this earlier with someone at work. This is kind of the questions with it, and I said if if they do, I don't think you can do 
that JJ verse because I don't think they would let a series use the Enterprise. Right. And if you're going to do a show that's going to be a, a launch show, a a show that you're using to to use to 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 uh, rekindle. Well, no, but I mean to, to to promote the service and all this other stuff. You're not going to use an Enterprise. No. The only show that started without an Enterprise show on the air was Voyager, right? Yeah, it was Deep Space, Deep Space Nine. No, well, Deep Space no, Nine. Deep, no, in that's the pilot, they the had. Pilot, no, no, yes. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is there was a an epi- there was a show that had the Enterprise in it when Deep Space Nine started. Yes. When Deep, when Voyager started, there was no show about the Enterprise. Right. Gen, they did Next the, Gen had already been gone. They did the handoff the same way that Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine yeah, had so the Enterprise, and then Voyager started on Deep Space Nine. Correct. Right. And then, and then there was the Enterprise, the original series. Yes. Or the original Enterprise. And then they linked I just back. Can't, yeah, I can't see them doing a show without using the Enterprise, and I don't think that that J.J.-verse, or now really Kurtzman Orsi-verse, because J.J. has left, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I can't see them going, no, no, you can use the Enterprise. You, you're not going to use the movie cast. You're not going right. to put the Enterprise before Kirk gets it, unless you can hire the guy who plays Pike. That would be fascinating to me if you said right. it beforehand, but I don't think you're going to. And it's also, it's hard to do that sort of thing because we've seen this with like Marvel as we're watching something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then watching Cap 2 where you go, this doesn't even look the same. Right. It's so obvious that the money isn't there. Well, do you think that this show will be about the crew of the Enterprise? They they have said it won't be linked to Star Trek Beyond, which I think I think is their way of saying it's not JJ Trek. Well, no, I just so I mean in words. general. In general, do you think we could be looking at either a television reboot of the series, or are we looking at I another next gen type type situation where there's a whole new crew of the Enterprise and the Enterprise be the central point? Well, I think Star Trek was really successful with two series that had nothing to do with the Enterprise at all, and that's not you know, that, and and that that goes with you know without saying that like every it's the most recognizable name from the series, but Deep Space Nine and Voyager both went on seven years. Yes, yes. but they started at a time in which Next Gen was one on loop. the air, yes, and then had not been off the air for very long once Voyager started. Right, you still had that universe in existence. You're sitting yes. here now yeah, there saying was, at a point in time there was there was. Well, Enterprise set Two up that whole. I mean, at the same it's not, it's not, time. Next Gen no, set up that whole universe for them. right. But you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. It's in the consciousness. Yes, Star Trek right. hasn't been on TV in 15 years, correct? Right. Or whatever. When it when did Voyager? When did uh, Enterprise end? 2000, uh, about 2005. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're, we're a decade. You're talking by the time this starts, 2016 at the earliest, probably 17. 17. You got 12 years between series. Right. You're not starting a series without either Enterprise or the Academy. See, I think it'd be good to go back and do the Academy. It's not good. I think that's the way they would do it because it's cheaper. Right. I, I, which I think a, is, is part of the... I mean, that's the big thing. My the, fear we with to, this We have sort to keep in mind is it's CBS All Access specifically mm-hmm. is where this is going. This is not a big television production. Which is five ninety nine a month. Which is five ninety nine a month. And my, my big fear is that Star Trek won't do well on CBS All Access and then it will just be sort of finger pointing. Well, you know, nobody signed up for Correct. all access, and I, you know, that's 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 speculation on my part. And uh, but that's sort of my big thing is like well, all of it's speculation. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, but if you look at it, you know, CBS is the way that they're. Do they need the if, if the if the question is do they need the Enterprise? No, I don't think so. I don't think you. I don't think you need the Enterprise or the crew of an Enterprise. Right. Uh, right off. Needs the bat. a strong word. Yeah. The way I, the press. I don't think they would do it without it. My fear for something like this, because you're on there, is that it becomes a very green screen show. Yes. 
It becomes a show that is very room oriented in which everything happens in a single room. You're not doing, you're not spending a lot of time in space. You're not sending space shots. You're not seeing, you're talking you know, like a deep space teams. nine, not even deep space nine. Deep I'm space talking nine like went a lot of places. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like some sitcom show where there's four sets. That's right. my fear. That's the, to me, something like this, my fear would be that I would love a new series. I would love to go farther in the next gen timeline. universe yeah. timeline to get to something like Captain Worf or Data or whatever like that. I'd love to see where those characters are because, it, again, you're now 15 years from the end of next gen. Mm-hmm. You're, what was Nemesis, 2002? No, Nemesis was 2009. No, no the no, end of next gen was in 96. Six or seven, I think, was Nemesis. Yeah. Because uh, it came out. It came I was out working at was Target, yeah. So it was like 2004 is when Generations came out. Right. Um, and, <clears throat> I think and, Nemesis. I think Nemesis is two thousand or two thousand one. Um, all good things come. All good things was the next year. So ninety five is when the next gen stopped on television. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> you you when you're that far away, I think it's it's cool. You can only even put it in real time. Mm-hmm. You're yes. over a decade later. You could imagine someone like Worf becoming a captain. You could imagine someone like Data being something completely different, mm-hmm. but also a big part of Starfleet. And really, look, Jonathan Frakes is a very busy man, but if you're going to do this like this, and you say, you know what, we're just going to do six episodes at a time. Right. Right. Because we, that's the big thing is nobody knows what this is yet. We yeah. don't know, like, who's the crew working? Are they going to get guys like Michael Westmore, who did the uh, special effects makeup mm-hmm. and design work? Uh, since the next generation, he worked all the way through Enterprise and even Nemesis, yeah. uh, the film. Who, I mean, do you get him back? I mean, it, I, I get the feeling like, is this going to be like, you know, let's get back as many of the old crew, as it were, together to do another Star Trek show? Because by the well, sound of it, Rick Berman is not part of it. Here's the other side of this. Who is going to be going to his first convention? Or did he either went to his first convention in something like 20 years or will be going mm-hmm. to the next Star Trek con in Vegas? 2016 is the we 50th know. anniversary of Star Trek. Right, which is why they're gearing up for this, which we is really, really cool. Right. So thinking of it being something that's being produced within the 50th anniversary year, it could be something where you go back and, you know, you redo the universe. Because here's the thing. It's a tough There's no guarantee Paramount's doing another movie after this. Right. There's no guarantee in the JJ verse. But it also becomes one of those things like, but they already have sort of their remade Star Trek. And then to remake it a second time so close is the Bingo. tough. Is the I tough. have the same thing. I agree if, with if that. You're, if you're sitting there, it, it, they do it in comics all the time where they reboot everything every few years, now especially. I, I don't see them doing that. It's going to be hard enough to come out and say, understand what you see on the movies has nothing to do with anything that's mm-hmm. ever been on TV before. It, it's, it's a, it, well, I guess Enterprise would still count, basically. Um, you know, there's a fixed point in time, and yeah, then it shifts, Enterprise and everything. Is still yeah, the Enterprise only would be yeah. canonical piece for the JJ Trek. To then right. say, okay, now you have your JJ Trek is here. That that point in time in which Nero shows up, when it doesn't happen, that's our prime universe, and that start. And then over here, we've decided to do, you know, the Vulcan show up in 1800. Mm-hmm. You know, the Vulcans show up in the middle of the Civil War, and there's black Vulcans, and everyone's really <laughs> weird, and it's just, I mean. To try and do that versus putting something into the universe you already have, not using the movie universe, there's no reason not to. You have all of time. 
Correct. You've, you've all the time that you you can go back, you can go forward, you can go anywhere. What's the guy hell? You could do young Jean Luc Picard if you, you really wanted. They to. They could slingshot around the sun and you put get, him whenever. What's Cameron doing? From uh, uh, he was the captain in Enterprise B. He was yeah. Captain Harriman. <laughs> how about how about uh, Captain Will Wheaton? No, no. We don't want a Captain Crusher. No, I don't. I don't think Will Wheaton. No, because he's with the Traveler. That. He doesn't have to come back. <laughs> Well, that, hey, that, see, that's how they could fix the whole the thing. The Adventures of Q. You could do whatever you want. Or Q could come back and get, fix the whole get, thing. Uh, John Delancey. Is John Delancey still alive? Yeah. He's been doing uh, My Little Pony. Yeah, he's got an awesome how, voice. I can imagine how far he's falling. Really the, um, the best Star Trek So, I mean, we can all pretty much say, with I me, mean, obviously speculation, it's most likely not going to be about a show about the USS Enterprise. I, I mean, as much as I think there's a lot of people that's where they first go, I don't think so. But it's it's the, again, it's that thing. It's like I don't think they. If, you would save bring the bring, doing another show about the Enterprise for a big TV series, mm-hmm. and this is not. You know, well, it depends on how much they want to invest in this idea, right? I mean, look, right when it, you're that's at, very, the, very the, true. If if CBS is looking forward and going in five ten years, we're all going to be this. Mm-hmm. None of us are going to be on network TV. It's a naive statement because I don't think people really realize how many people are still attached to network TV. It's still a shock when you find the numbers of how many people don't have cable or satellite in this country. Well, it's right. still... You just imagine everybody does, and you forget. We live in California. Media is, is, is here in L.A., in Chicago, and in New York. So it just assumes that everybody are people that are in L.A., Chicago, and New York, and not people who are all over the place. Yeah, the other 200 don't million have, people. Not everyone have, in the country have, have high speed. Yeah, that don't have cable, that don't have... Uh, a satellite service that don't have high-speed internet. But if CBS is looking at this and going, we want this because we want to control everything. Mm -hmm. And this is the easiest way to put something on the air, quote-unquote, that you can't skip the commercial. You own all of it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay a regional station, or the regional station doesn't have to pay you, or anything like that. You don't have to run regional commercials. Everything is, is... you don't have to give up part of your airtime here in LA so that the local you know Mazda dealership is buying a, a, a primetime commercial. Right. You're sitting here saying we're going to partner with Verizon, we're going to partner with Toyota, and we're going to partner with the NFL. We already have the NFL here. They're each going to pay us $3 million to be the only three commercials mm-hmm. that are in an hour block of television that you have to see without skipping three times. If that's important to them, which it is, I could see them doing a big show for this type of service. In addition to the fact that you're telling people you have to pay for it anyway. Right. right. If you get enough people to subscribe for it, everything that you do is free mm-hmm. to, to yourself. You're like, all of, our, all of our stuff is paid for. We don't have to even pay for it in advance and then wait for people to show up, to watch it, to then go and visit the advertisers that are on it. That marketing gets back to the advertisers that, hey, advertising on this new Star Trek show is really working, and then have other advertisers. You don't have to front any cash. Right. If you're sitting there saying, if this is going to cost us a million dollars, and we have a million subscribers at $7 a piece, we have $7 million versus the million dollars we have to spend, mm-hmm. we're already in the red, or in, in, the, in, in the black, and we're fine, and we can just keep going. Well, say, CBS All Access is already saying that they have 7,500 episodes of television that can be viewed through their subscription. That's right. the other thing with the subscription service. The biggest thing that people are noticing now is that older content that is completely paid for, mm-hmm. that you don't have to pay any new money for, you have to pay on the back end of residuals, but you know that that's a cost that you already know. 
you're not sitting there with production costs. You're not sitting there with syndication fees or whatever you want to do. Right. You have all that. You have CBS has a huge library. Well, see, and that's just the idea that CBS will sit here with CBS All Access if they own all of the shows. Mm -hmm. Here you go. We can stream the original series, the animated series, Next Gen, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and Enterprise all out on this in addition to a new series. You're going to launch this whole thing with with, with Star Trek. Right. I mean, that's what what this sounds like. Basically, they're saying... We've the people have noticed that we're taking all of these phone calls or, or we're, we're meeting with people. We don't know what the hell we're doing yet, but we're going to make the announcement because we're kind of tired of all of you talking about it and we haven't said anything. Sure, because there's there's no information in it other than yes, we're talking to people. We don't know what this is. We don't know who's involved. We don't know who's going to do it. We don't know when it's going to be on, but we know it's going to be on our streaming service and we know it's going to have Star Trek in the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's your press release. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah, I was you know, I was talking to somebody today who's a major Star Trek fan. And he was like, well, you know. If if NBC did something like this and they had you know you had their service and they had every one of the Seinfeld episodes, NBC already has I, it. It's called Hulu. Yeah, no, but Hulu. he but he what he was saying was that if they were giving like N- NBC all access and he's like put as Seinfeld you know every episode he'd say it'd be worth it to me, you know. If, if, but is it every you, episode on Hulu? Yeah, every episode is on. Hulu. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They, it, which is weird Hulu is an NBC service that happens to have shows yeah. from other places because correct. they're yeah. produced by NBC remember, partners. Yeah. Hulu, uh, Hulu is owned by Comcast, Fox, ABC, and NBC. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, but the majority of it's NBC because I remember when it, when part, it first started. Parts, it's I would say it teeters between uh, Fox and yeah. Fox NBC. has a lot on it too, but, but Fox it, has Fox has that mind out Fox LA or whatever right. or the Fox Now or whatever it is. The Hulu thing, I I, I know it was big on NBC because that was the only place that SNL was. Right. The SNL clips, they were very aggressive about making sure that everything related to Saturday Night Live was pulled off of YouTube because all of the clips were supposedly exclusive to Hulu. Right, right, right. So the well, NBC community was always a big thing. Uh-huh. Community's last season was on Hulu mm-hmm. only. And, it, and well, it's also tough, especially when you talk about something like Seinfeld, because Seinfeld is technically owned by Sony. Right. And they put up episodes on Crackle, but nobody uses Crackle and then they started shopping the show the around. Was free. But wasn't Next Gen That's the amazing Paramount? thing. Is, yes. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it used Paramount to be. Was the distri- was they were the, the distribution. They were the, they were the distribution. They no, used, they were the production house. Fox was the distributor because it was Fox Network. But CBS, no, it was but CBS now owns everything. It was UPN. It wasn't Fox. No, the, Next Gen was Fox. UPN didn't come out until Next Gen later. was never on Fox out here. It was always on KCOP 13. So we always had it at Fox. No. Well, that's... Your Fox channel is buying content. Right. That's Fox before it was Fox. But then it was uh, the production. Yeah, Fox was... out here used to have, they only had two hours. Right. They were between eight, and, and that's why the, the news out here was always on at 10 for Fox, because Fox as a network only bought local airtime between eight and 10. And then at 10 o'clock, it went back to whatever your local channel was. Then it was Paramount was. who was the distribu- distribution and the everything, everything that was in next year I saw was Paramount, because UPN started as the United Paramount mm-hmm. Network. Right. And it started with the big deal was that that in 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 um, markets that had next gen syndicated to places like it, it could have been it could have been here on KTLA it could have been here on um, uh, uh, KCAL on on mm-hmm. Channel Nine these are these are local channels that are now network channels but even then they have to buy content for their right. entire day well if you remember that's why channel 5 has has syndicated shows from CBS they have syndicated shows from NBC they have syndicated shows from Fox you know from TNT um, what's his name that we interviewed from the uh, the Star Trek or Starfleet uh, Restoration Society 
he bought. Remember, he found yeah. he got the uh, the bridge of the Enterprise from Paramount. Yeah, because they they shot it Paramount on the lot. Yeah. yeah. So would I, I? don't know if those would would be CBS owns the exclusive. I, I, I but I just know because when CBS finally fully acquired Star Trek, it was completely under uh, all television. Star Trek is owned by CBS. Okay. All just, yeah, because you you'll see that with this. There are shows that are, if they're if they're showing all there are shows the, that are produced by NBC, right? That are no, actually yeah, on yeah. other networks. It's the same thing here. Paramount yeah. is producing something that well, CBS it's like there's owns stuff the that's on Warner yeah, Brothers CBS, lot that's CBS, made but, for yeah, NBC but, but or CBS, CBS owns the rights to Star Trek. Paramount just produces the films, right. and with the JJ stuff, it's produced exclusively by Bad Robot and then distributed by Paramount. Sure. Yeah. Which is which is which is the big thing, and that's basically CBS allowed because Fox and KCOP and UPN to have it on their air because CBS didn't have any place for it. To me, if 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 the CBS All Access were to be showing all of the Star Trek, the the original Next Gen, it's all, all on of there. it, it's all there, it's all on Hulu, and it's all on Netflix. But if it's, if, I mean, I'm saying if it's yeah, all on there, all from that though, right? If it's all on this CBS All Access with this new show. To me, now the pot's been sweetened. Now I, I'm more interested in it. Well, that's what all of them do this. I mean, why do you think as soon as uh, the, you had studios like Sony and Universal whatever talking about their own streaming services, they pulled everything off of Netflix. Mm-hmm. As soon as those deals are up, they're like, no, 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 no. But Netflix is doing original content because it's looking at the writing on the wall and saying, we're not going to have anything in five years. Right. Every, everybody's going to have their own streaming service. Right. And, you know, Sony's going to have its own streaming service. And you're not going to be able to get any of the James Bond films on Netflix anymore. They're going to be on Sonyverse or Sony Flicks or whatever. Everyone's got these little streaming services, and they're going to keep pulling content. Star Trek can be on Netflix and Hulu and Fox or whatever now, but I guarantee you in 2017 when this starts, all of that's gone. They'll buy out the ends of their contracts if their contracts are still going, and they'll keep it all. Do you think that this could... I mean, obviously, this is not going to be a making make or break point for this type of service. But well, how much of an no, influence? There's no breaking this type of service anymore. How much of an influence do you think this type? You know, a, a show like Star Trek with such a devoted fan base. How, how much do you think it will make an impact to such a? a you're, I mean, you're talking about a very specific. You know, streaming service for this. It's not like it's not like I it's like. I don't think the streaming service is the big problem so much as well. It, it, I think the streaming service is a problem in that it's CBS's streaming service. It's not a major streaming service, right? Yeah. Uh, but all yeah, yeah. But it's also. Uh, but I the thing is, I think the my, I've always said that the the more separated, the more divided the streaming services become, the more that pirates will just go back to stealing shows. Yep. Do you think the fact is is that. They're all in a better place if if you can access because you can access Star Trek on not only on CBS right now paid mm-hmm. but on Netflix on Amazon and on Hulu you can just get it right uh, you know the moment they pull something like that you know the moment that they start to divide themselves it's just going to be easier to steal the shows because like yeah no I have I already have this streaming service and this streaming but the big thing is TV audiences have changed mm-hmm. and yeah TV audiences changed enough where a show like Enterprise got really good in its third season. Just like all the other Star Trek shows, but it was too late. Right, they were basically told you got one more season and you're out anyway. So there's nothing you can do. Well, look at look at. I mean, even when you look at the so Nielsen ratings, if you're if if this show isn't good in the first or second seasons, it's it's going to just be another Enterprise. Even though I really liked Enterprise, but I mean, good in a general sense. Enterprise, enter, 
to me because you can you can attract devoted fans all you want, but you still need the wider audience. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're you're not. It's not like CW, which has the advantage of being a really small network, owned right. by Warner Brothers, and can and have shows that thrive on two or three million viewers and be considered successful for them. And that's because this, it's all it's all demographic. Yeah, too. yeah. It's not it's not a knock against them. You know, of course, you know, a show like The Flash is incredibly popular, but when you look at the numbers, it's like two point six million people watching, right? Which isn't a lot, but it's good for CW. It, but when you look at something but like then you Walking at, Dead, right. which is, or when you look at something like even its next competitor, something like like Gotham, which is still pulling in six, seven million viewers, mm-hmm. there is a huge gap in who watches your show. So I think, I think y- you have to, we have, we don't know what CBS's threshold is for what they will consider successful on their streaming. Cause it's not like but. Netflix. Netflix has the largest subscriber base. And then number two is something like Amazon prime. Right. And that's the thing is like when, when people watch daredevil and it's something on the order of like, 10 million people in the first, like the first day. Mm-hmm. And then just to have the numbers grow exponentially because people watch shows at different rates. Well, when you're talking like something that is channel specific, you know, CBS is the CBS all, all access is channel specific. It's, it's whatever CBS is going to air or right. has aired. It's and, not like Hulu or right, Amazon is, or something CBS where is, they're pulling is the different... big outsider too, right? Because all the other networks were, were very willing to play nice on uh, a service like Hulu mm-hmm. and were willing to make contracts and make the deal. And CBS was really the only holdout and then said, no, no, thank you. And then walked away, which is, that's their prerogative. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see because Hulu really only doesn't have CBS shows, especially like their big primetime stuff. Well, speaking of but CBS, speaking of CBS, speaking of ratings, speaking of demographics, I was just going to go to this. Yes. Last Monday was the premiere of Supergirl mm-hmm. and Supergirl has the best premiere of any new series this fall. Right. Yeah, it beat on, out Blindspot. Yeah, Blindspot was the, was the was one. The, yeah, it, was, it had... Uh, Almost the, 13 million views. Yeah, 18 that, to 49. Yeah, that's the and asterisk then, we need to make, though. Prime time. Mm-hmm. Because shows like Walking Dead... And no, 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 no. In terms of no, new no, no, shows. No, no, no. Brand new, new shows. Show. Brand okay. new shows. First premiere episodes of the entire series for this season. Okay. Blindspot was number one going in, and then Supergirl beats yeah. it with 13 million, and then the biggest thing is that it's demographic. Right. Well, it's right. interesting. Uh, uh, that's one of the shows that I know. By the way, folks, people... that's Ethan's voice. Yeah, no, uh, Ethan just... hasn't been on all night. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I don't know about Star Trek so yeah. much. So if you but, guys are going like, to spend half an hour on it. of what, like, Walking Dead yeah. premiered with 18 million people the, the, on the That's different. Season. Yeah, that's that's a whole yeah, different that thing. Is, that, you, yeah. That's those outliers where you throw out the high and you throw out the low. Right. Throw out it. Throw out that. I mean, that, that number is insane. And that's a whole different thing to talk about those type of numbers. But in terms of, and, and it's different here because you have a more traditional type of this. Yeah, it's, these it's, networks it's, still care it's, about it's these basic, very yeah hard. Here's numbers. the question now: What's tonight's numbers going to be like? Yeah, that's with not a lead in from the Big Bang Theory, and compared to Gotham, which is airing tonight as well, mm-hmm. like because it's not they're airing same time. Yeah, now. it's not a premiere episode; it's just the competing show. Yeah. That's going to be where the demographic, to see where, how much they can hold on to their viewership. The the big thing with the demographic is that for a show that is a superhero show, it's split almost evenly. Between men and women. Between men and women. And it's huge in that key, that 18 to 49 demographic, the people in this country who apparently spend all the money. Which is funny uh, because that demographic has, it used to be. So large. 18 to 35. It used to be 18 to 35. But recently. You you change it because when they narrowed it to 18 to 35, they realized, well, we're losing. 14 years of people that spend just the same amount of money. Right. I mean, that's the thing. CBS can sit there and go, well, uh, for for their other shows that skew much older, you're still looking like, 
a lot of the people don't spend their money anymore. They're Correct. not buying new cars every two years. They're not buying a cell phone every six months or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Supergirl. But the, but that's I mean that was a surprise to me to that, hit that to hit that high. I, I mean I don't, I don't I'm not I'm though, not surprised because everybody that I knew myself included was excited to see this pilot. Just here's to see here's a good thing. CBS. I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you why I was surprised. The pilot leaked against uh, uh, to a lot of that key demographic that that push yes. that buzz people. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys. Sebastian had already seen it. Yeah, and, then and I, it's a surprise yeah. to me also because the general reaction of people I had was eh, kind of a shrug of the shoulders. There weren't a lot of people. I'll take that back. There weren't a lot of people that I knew personally who were super excited for it. As I got online, I saw more and more people, especially women, who were excited in a very anxious way of going, I need this show to be good. Mm-hmm. I need this show to be mm-hmm. I need a really good, I want a superhero show, and I don't want it to be about a dude who has perfect abs, who tries to kill people, or runs really fast. She's they an average-looking really girl, yeah. No, I wouldn't say well, she's, she's average-looking, average. but what I would say is they needed a show about a woman. Right, right. And yeah. and I can't, like, I can speak for just my, the internet reaction I've, I've personally seen is that it was pretty lukewarm, and then reading the reviews online were very much like, Again, like Chris was saying, it's like a lot of people are like, this was, you know, not not that bad. A lot of people good. are willing to give it a chance to progress. Yes. And it's not yeah. like, oh, we've just watched the pilot and it was okay. I th- and I think, so I'm just kind of done. Well, here, no, here's I think looking at that, if it could rewrite most of those headlines was, well, it could have been worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that was yeah. to me was the general sense of a of a professional critique was, well, it could have been a lot worse mixed in with a few. I can't tell you exactly why, but I know I really love this. Over the summer, CBS did a premiere with a whole house full of little girls, and they, you know, they they did it with a whole theater full of little girls and you know moms, mm-hmm. and, and they kept airing that montage of this, you know, during the you know the view things like that, you know, on, on all kinds of things where you would have. A little girl or a mom or both watching television. Yeah, and that's just smart marketing too. Very smart yeah. marketing because when even when I saw it, I was like, that was such a touching, you know, sentiment to try to bring in that audience. Granted, it was done for a purely marketing sake, you know, right. but it worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. it worked. And you know, even my wife and well, daughter sat down and watched this the other we've night. We've turned marketing into a dirty word. But if you're sitting there going, We have to make a show that is really interesting to, mm-hmm. empowering for, and positive for young women and little girls because of marketing, that's still a good thing. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah. I mean, we've seen what DC's mm-hmm. done at having a show with superhero, with female superhero leads, at, you know, as a cartoon. Yeah. You know, a group of... Again, that would be a look great at it, And you know, you look at it and you cynically say, well, they're just doing that for marketing. Duh. Everything is Everything marketing. Everything is marketing. Sure. Star Wars. Yeah. Congratulations. Marketing. <laughs> Why are they doing a new show? Why are they doing a new movie? And it looks a little bit darker. Because the marketing says that your fan base is a lot older now. Mm-hmm. Your fan base that really spends money to go to the movies is a lot older. You need something darker. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put it on TV, aim it toward, more towards kids. Kids yeah. watch TV. Adults go to the movies. movies. Yeah. Boom. Here, if you're sitting here saying it's marketing, yes. They're looking at the culture and saying, if we do, let's see, if we do a show about Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, it's going to be a lot like Flash and Arrow. Right. If we do a show about, you know, Bizarro, it's going to look like Gotham. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to make it really dark. What is nobody doing? Female lead. Boom. Yeah. After the, the controversy over the summer with Black Widow and the Avengers. Not enough people women. People are yeah. starved for this yep. sort of thing. Yep. And you put it out there. 
and it does huge, and it doesn't need to do huge. That's the other. Here's thing. the thing: if I it thought... continues with that, if you're sitting there and saying that you're you're fifty to sixty percent of your audience is women who are underserved in any other category in terms of superheroes, you know you have an audience that's probably not going to go away. Correct. And you sell that as it's like, look, you want to advertise to women, you want to advertise to younger girls, you want to show up right here because mm-hmm. look how our numbers overall are declining. But our numbers in the female demographic are are steady. See, I thought I thought the show did a, a I. Unfortunately, seeing the extended trailer last year or last May or whatever, it felt like I, I when I watched it, I felt like I watched the entire episode. And Nothing I, really I new. I actually did watch the right. entire episode. Nothing really new seemed to come out of what I watched. No. What I did see and what I did know. Oh, they gave was, away everything. Yes, I, mean, I wish they would have gone into. A, some a little bit more. I don't necessarily call it pandering to the girls, but you know, into some of the the um, the classic tropes that you have in a female show or female you know movie. Like, I, and I told Chris this. You know, if they would have gone into her costume, you know, her developing her costume a little bit more. You know, and given a little bit more of a longer montage with her coming up with and things like that. To me, the, that would have been a little bit more interesting. You got to do a, the Lois and Clark, where it's. Uh, it's Clark and Martha making like fifty different costumes until they get to the right one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it seemed to happen really they kind too of fast. That, but they, they, you know, wanted to pass it over a short period of time. Yeah, kind of progress. Yeah, yeah. See, that's I actually disagree with you because I the, think when you start to do that longer, when you have, you think it's the, more pandering. Ca- it's total pandering. What was the first thing I said after the pilot or after that extended trailer? That was very heavy on Callista Flockhart's character, right? And and Melissa Benoist as Supergirl mm-hmm. as Kara, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that whole thing is about, oh, my job is terrible. It was my boss is a bitch. Devil Wears Prada. I, the, screw Devil Wears Prada. It was everything. It was my boss is a bitch. We're cat fighting. It's, oh, look, that guy's a hunk. Oh, I'm unlucky in love. Oh, my family's, I got to go shopping. I mean, that whole that whole 10 minutes when we walked out of it and we got to the end of it, I said, God, I hope that's not the show. Mm-hmm. Because that show, that Ten minutes to me was pure pandering. This goes beyond marketing. This is check off the boxes and make sure this looks exactly like everything else. That like every would be romantic a, comedy, everything every, that, yeah. that we would market towards towards women and towards girls. That's exactly what it would be. Oh yeah, no, I still have problem. I mean, like, and it wasn't like, as when I saw the actual episode, it wasn't as bad. No. I cannot mm-hmm. stand Cat Grant as a character at all because it's so over the top. It's so cartoony next to. The tone for the rest of the show—it's a lighthearted show mm-hmm. to start with. It's very much in tone like Flash. Yes, um, but which her, Flash works? Yeah, oh yeah, no, I love Flash. But to have that character be such a a pure archetype, such a one note, one mustache thing. twirler. Yeah, and we'll see where That's it exactly goes. Exactly what she is. It, yeah, she's the villain. Yes, because there's there's really no villain in that episode. You have a guy who fights her, but he's not a well, villain. Well, you have you you have the emergence of you know the yeah. the well, overall nemesis. At the, 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 the villainy of it is terrible I, I, because I, yeah, I, I roll with it. It's the it's the it's the JJ Star Trek issue all over again. Nero goes back in time, and Kirk is you know an infant, but right. he waits thirty years to attack the Federation and <laughs> and Vulcan when he could easily decimate them since he's from the twenty fourth century. If they had the extended cut, 
they actually explain that away. Yes, yeah, they do. Which you know, he. Get, but I still also go like, how'd you get captured by Klingons? You have twenty fourth century technology in a ship that's half. That's more. how badass the Klingons are. But yeah, but I go. But for me, it's that sitting. It's like, why'd you wait twelve years? Superman yes, would as, probably as not be a superhero. As that she Star Trek movie is presented, that is a huge hole. Yes. yes. But yeah, but it's that, that for me, that's that sort and of And that's issue. here. I mean, it may be something where there's where there's just the one of them or, or whatever. Yeah, I'll be completely it? honest. I forgot most of the end of that episode. So I can't even, mm-hmm. like, I could have sworn there was something about the fact that they hadn't been there that long, mm-hmm. that they had just shown up or something like that. No, I, or I they showed I, up after Clark They were had waiting until she developed or yeah, something. They, well, they, were, they, they had been waiting for 12 years to make their first strike. And I go like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Clark wouldn't have been a superhero. She would be a baby. And it was uh, well. It was, now you got two superhumans waiting for you. But it exactly. wasn't it something along the lines of that Clark was too powerful, and and it was it, it's all because of the relationship between Kara and her aunt, who is now the the orchestrating evil on the in the show. Right, the other mustache, mustache twirl. Right, but I <laughs> now also, here's the thing. But, I, but my other, I mean, I, I've got a lot of like, just you know, like the show is just not my cup of tea. I'm not going to outright. Are you going to continue on with it? No, I saw what I needed to see. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm satisfied with what I saw, and right. it's a show that, like, you know, if I hear better things by the end of the season, I'll check it out. You know, it, mm. you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stress too hard on on missing she it. She doesn't have a goatee. There you go. Now, do you think that because we have Jessica Jones coming out? Real soon. Oh, I mean, well, there's not going to be more people are going to just watch Which is, Jessica Jones because it's on Netflix, right? But being, but with another Netflix. female lead superhero, mm-hmm. do you think that the female audience? Because I mean, let's put it this way: females are not like they were five, ten years ago watching movies where you know you had twenty seven dresses, things careful, like that. Careful now. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being sincere. Is that? They have grown into an audience that they expect more out of their female leads than. Here's, oh, hold on, look! There's hold on. The... Let me stop you. It's not that that's what only they were looking for. That's all they were being offered. That's true. Okay, I'll give you there's, that. Because it, it's it's the the any sort of minority problem where they said, you know, people get surprised when a intelligent, serious, thought provoking African American film comes out. And everyone goes, well, this isn't what they... When did we know? Oh, they, they must want this right now. Right. They've never wanted this before. And everyone keeps coming out and saying, no, we've wanted this for three decades. You won't give it to us. Mm-hmm. You keep giving us black exploitation films. You keep giving us terrible comedies. You keep giving us Tyler Perry. We want something different. No, Tyler Perry gave Tyler Perry to the world. <laughs> Tyler Perry owns Atlanta. So in this case, yes, if you're saying women are enjoying 27 Dresses and anything that Jennifer Lopez does... They're also, that's all they're being offered. Right. When you have smart, intelligent films that deal with issues facing women in this country, facing women in the world, you see women go to these types of films. We're looking now at films through, through the end of the year, this Oscar bait stuff. Look how many of them are about women. Yes. And women's issues that have absolutely nothing to do with, you know, finding a husband and figuring out how to raise kids. But you think you know. the, the women now will, will see through the pander and not, you know, Calista Frockhart's character, which is funny about, the funniest thing about Calista Frockhart, Calista Frockhart, about her character is that it's the complete opposite of what she did as Alec McBeal. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean... You know, and, you and, know, and Alec McBeal sure was an intelligent, why. strong female character. And I'm sure that's why mm-hmm. they asked... I'm, I'm that's sure, a different show. It's a very different show, but I also I, I figure that's probably why they asked. No, I mean her it's, a, def- it's a different show to talk about that because there are a lot of people that have said 
again, it's it's fake feminism. Mm. You know, it's it's empowerment through pure sexual identity, and there's nothing else. Yeah, that's true. I, I can see that. I mean, she was smart, but I, never really watching Ali McBeal, but getting that where where it starts, and was like, this is a show about women. And it's feminist. And it's all of this. Like, it's the same crap. Mm. She's catty. She wears skirts that are too short. She gets away with everything because she's sexy. She's dumb, you know that sort of thing, and you're just looking at it, going, "It's not what you think it is." So, it, it, but that's a whole different. Like I, I mean, said, uh, different and show. we should say, as we're recording this, the the show is airing right now, and we're not watching. Uh, well, I've got it on DVR, so I am going to watch it. But do you? I'm curious to see what the audience is going to Where the carry over. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's hard to compare Supergirl to Jessica Jones because Jessica Jones is on Netflix and they can do what they want. And it's right. also a completely different. I mean, it's a Jessica Jones characterization. As a, hell, it's a no, different source kind material. of superhero. You have Supergirl as source material for years and years, being a, a kids' book. Jessica Jones starts as a Marvel Max hard R sex, drugs, and rock and roll death gore book. So it, it the start is very different. Yeah. She's a totally different character. Sure. Mm-hmm. Having a superpower is not really a part of her character in the book at all. Right. It's the fact that she used to have superpowers and she no longer uses them. And because of I mean, jeez, I mean there's so much about it that it has to do also with men because of what the purple man puts her through. Mm-hmm. Um I'm really curious to see I, I want I want to get uh we need to get a female opinion on when once that show comes out. Somebody that's watched both of them to get their opinion on, on the two different types. We used, we used to have a female once in a while, but no one's talked to her in a while. Well, Shauna's on usually, but what? what are you talking about, Emily? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if she counts though, because she doesn't really watch these shows. No, I would like to say though, you know, being a fan of the comic, being a female yourself, yes, being a female myself. No, being a fan of the comic, um, I think that the title character is portrayed well by. The actress. I don't know if it's Melissa Benoist ben, yeah, or Ben Benoist. Ben I don't know how to. She does a good job. It. She does a great job of bringing that the character quirks that Supergirl or even you know her alter ego. I guess my other big problem is like as much of uh, as how well she played the part. I think for me, like it's you know, I think for me, like the big divide. It's not just Supergirl. It's a lot of television shows. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I also go. It's like. It's like, he, like they're trying to sell us on that she's 24, uh, I think was what they gave her age as yeah, right. 24 or 26. But it also goes like, you're still act, it, like the, like I, I, I'm more interested in sort of the process of what the show started out as when it was first pitched to how it ended up. Because it still mm-hmm. feels like, especially the writing in that first episode, it's like, I feel like this is just an adult playing a 16-year-old kid. See, I, and, I, and I would rather actually, like, I would ra- rather get the Smallville do-over and actually have a 16-year-old kid be an intern at Cat Grants Magazine. Mm. Well, is it something... I've heard <laughs> other people say that exact same thing. And it, it's, it's also, for me, it's maybe, like... Maybe it's satire on the idea of this country's arrested development as more and more adults are acting like children. Right. That's entirely possible, but mm. I mean... Probably I'm, not, but I'm just saying... Yeah, but, <laughs> there's but that was, that was my that. big issue. Was like, it's like, I really do wish this was... And like As we host was... a podcast about toys and... <laughs> right. And, I, no, but, I, it, but it's funny you say that, because I've heard at least two or three other people mm. say that exact same thing, that if she was that they she felt like she was a 16 year old in a 24 year old body that it would have been more interesting for her to actually been in high school as an intern there yeah and mm-hmm. I, that, there's a lot i could go on like i'm also like like the the james olsen who you know he's not really jimmy olsen her her friend working yeah, at the magazine want, is jimmy olsen if you want to be geek offended that's the one for me like again i'm not saying this in, in total seriousness but still watching going 
Wait, you're too cool to be Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, you, you took the you took the redhead freckled kid whose <laughs> only only cool thing is that he had a watch to go. Superman, come save the city! But he's now a sudden some strapping six five African American <laughs> stud who is amazing at his job. Which Jimmy was always very good at his yes. job. Mm-hmm. He's a but is so amazing at his job that he's the design consultant for, or he's the designer, the the, the photo designer for the entire magazine. Or, or whatever the hell it is, the magazine, newspaper, what have you. The, the, just when that shows up, it's like, I'm James Olsen. Like, shut up. But at yeah. the end of Smallville, yeah, I, I didn't, I Jimmy didn't. Olsen dies, and there is a second Jimmy Olsen, a James Olsen. His brother. Right, but wasn't he African-American? No. I could have swore he was. No, the kid, guy who plays Iceman played him in Smallville. No, he and he died. It's this, his brother then takes over the role. I thought at the very end of it, James, Jimmy Olsen dies, yeah, and Jim, there was the a, actual Jimmy Olsen, and there was a younger up. kid that was African American that was no. had the same name. No, there were two James Olsons on the show. Like one, they did like the middle name was James, but this was at the very, very, very end. Yes, the regular James Olsen is on the show. He's played by Sean Ashmore. Yes, yeah, he's that's the guy they get him to play on Small. That's who Jimmy Olsen is in the show. I could have sworn. Okay, now another interesting fact, is... but but it's also for me watching Supergirl. It's like. Her friend that she jumps off the roof and scares the poop yes. out of. It's like that's really Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Oh, at, that's totally. At, at what point did some did some executive go? Uh, he's not cool enough to be James Olsen. Mm-hmm. Let's get six foot tall. Handsome well, yeah, guy. he's the one that's going to end up turning evil. He's the toy maker. You saw all the little gadgets. Yeah, and what he's he the had. he's the guy. He's going to be the he, he's the friend zoned. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen he's going to get turns evil. frustrated after a while and turn on her. Jimmy but, <laughs> but here's the interesting thing is in the, in the entire episode, every time they made mention to Superman, they never said Superman. Nope. They no. call him him, he, the guy in blue. And every time you see him, he's yeah, always... can't say that name. Yeah, yeah, you got to pay I th- Jonathan I th- Peters. They make him seem like God, essentially, because they don't, you don't address him by his name. They, whenever they showed him on screen, he was always backlit very brightly. So he's... <laughs> When you, so when it's you all write his dark. Name, you have to take I, I, out the You can't see who he is. You can't see who the actor is that's playing him. Yeah. Well, it's obviously it's intentional. Because right. They, you, can't, well, they, yeah. can't, they, they either can't say the name Superman because of whatever deals they have for the films. But I also go, you know, and because of that, you know, being hand tied in that way, I also get the feeling it's like you just like for me as a lifelong Superman fan, it's like that's just a total mischaracterization. I'll shut this off right now, but I'll give us a chance for the episode. Well, and at some point, the way Arrow, watch- the way Arrow and Flash are going, at some point they've got to do the same thing with Batman. No, they no. won't. You don't think so? Batman's no, they not won't. in that universe. No, I mean they they couldn't do it when they were doing the Chris Nolan Batman films when they wanted him on Smallville, and they had an entire season built around a character called Adam Knight. No, I just mean and that his... they'll they'll refer to him as some kind, you know, right. as a they mysterious. Some, like, they, they, no, they, they'll never be a Batman. In they'll that never Arrow be a Batman because they can't. I think even so far as say, you have another show in which Batman slash Bruce Wayne is in it, mm-hmm. right? There's no way that those guys are going to say, "Oh yeah, you can use the name," right? Or you can use the likeness. If they sat there and said, oh, there's a guy dressed as a rodent in this city that starts with a G, Fox and, and those studios are just going to say, nope. Yeah, but in Gotham, in the very first season, the first couple episodes, they showed a Queen Consolidated Q in the cityscape. Which they actually but did, it, but, but it, it was but it, it, you know, people actually got the idea yeah. that they were going to. But it's but yeah, it's the thing is like there's a lot of wishful thinking, and it's also like no, they're not going to do it because no, there's, yeah. there's two contracts are everywhere. And but I also go like my like you know the more the more and more I joke about all the DC shows becoming police procedurals, the more and more I like oh Supergirl is just a police procedural. 
because she's working for the government catching the villain of the week. Yeah. And I just laugh, and then I go, oh, boy. We got got Preacher coming out. Yes, we do. Yeah, Preacher's not DC, though. I mean, it's Vertigo. No, it's Vertigo. It's not not even owned by DC. I wonder, I wonder. Yeah, but iZombie is Vertigo, and it's... And that's also a police procedural. Yeah, yeah. Vertigo's... Both of them are new, because they're created... iZombie's a police procedural as a book anyway. Yes. Preacher isn't. Do we want to talk about Preacher? We want to talk about the, what was it, five-minute preview? Yeah, the, yeah, that I'm was for it. It was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. See, I'm not, I'm not on the hype train yet, but I'm not. I it was pretty cool. Who's read Preacher besides me? I've read it. Oh, so you read the well, whole no, book. I, I, yeah. I, I read an excerpt. See, as I'm, re- as I'm watching, I'm going, okay, they kind of got the tone right, but there's no, and who knows what's in the show and what right, isn't. They haven't shown us. There's the- nothing of the elements of the show which is completely based on supernatural, right. you know, religious supernaturality. Of you know he's he receives the the spawn of a demon and an angel that gives him the power to, to control people. to control people just by saying something and wakens his consciousness to the point where he realizes God as we know God to be has left his throne because he's just like I don't care I yeah I don't want to do this. I'm watching this going okay so it's just about the fact that when does oh, that he, show up yeah, yeah I was like he's it's just a dude with a collar who kills people. Or beats people up. Which that we know reading of. preacher. That's what I mean. Reading it is like that's not who Jesse Custer was. Right. He I'm never started out as that. Yeah. He was an actual preacher. And when and he's you know he's he's someone who's kind of lost or what have you. But the spawn shows up. It destroys his church and it kills everybody in it. Yeah. And he's kind of lost and go okay what the hell do I do now? And he goes on this quest to go find God. And tell him in the voice that has it, and command God to go back and take over, the, take over heaven again. Right. And through all of this, he meets a vampire, his ex girlfriend. In which, like I said, there is a comic, there is an issue where they just have sex all every panel. Right. That's going to be an interesting one to shoot if they decide to do it. I, I mean, people are saying it's there. Um, It'd like be interesting. It. To it, see. it just looked like uh, it looked like you know. I again, they didn't show any supernatural elements. It was just like. It, like just gen- bad dude yeah generic ex gangster question mark now is mm-hmm. small town preacher hiding from blank authority well the big one was go you know go beat up my daddy basically yeah, yeah. but I, and which like- to me there there could be some supernatural when i first saw that i thought well maybe the dad's got some demon or something in him or something like right. that yeah but they they hit it they it's either it's not there or they hit it really well right. which i'm still yeah, what he's running from is in the book is his family right the Custer mm. clan are these terrible, terrible people. That's one of the first books that made me sick to my stomach. They show the flashback of him fighting his brothers. Oh, terrible <laughs> things they do yeah. to him. Yeah, so, it, yeah. so I'm, I'm not on the hype. It looks interesting, but for yeah. someone like me, that like people that I knew and people at work who were really excited about it, they're like, oh, oh, did you read the book? No, I have no idea what it's about. I'm like, okay. that's <laughs> Then it would be different because to you, it's like really fascinating. It looks really interesting. For me, I'm looking at it going... This doesn't look. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess, it, and I'm all for one taking different interpretations or what have you. If it's just, but if it's just, he was a guy who was a bad guy who became a preacher, right. and now he's a bad guy again. You're like, what's the point of this? Because well, the whole book is questions of, it's it's questions of faith, it's questions of religion, it's questions of zealotry, it's questions of dogma, it's questions of rhetoric. When you really get into it. And all the stuff around it. I mean, there are the Saint of Killers is basically this idea of oh, it's someone who's imbued with this power, and he is a religious figure who mm-hmm. murders everybody that he comes in contact with, and he cannot be killed. Right. Enos well, uses him uses him as this this force of pure destruction, 
who is created by something that isn't supposed to destroy things. Knowing what they let Breaking Bad get away with, and knowing how they stay true to the Walking Dead comic, do you feel that it's in good hands? The I don't know. I mean, hands. I said from the start. I, well, granted, Walking Chris Dead doesn't is, know Walking Dead past like volume fourteen. <laughs> but no, but I'm not. Train true is different. In tone, it's pretty much the same thing. But there is stuff that they've done in the comic, even as far as I've gotten to, which you're not putting on AMC. You're not. You're not going to put. They're not putting explicit full frontal nudity on AMC. True. That's all over Preacher. Um, as gory as that book is, as gory as Walking Dead is, it's gory towards stuff that's already dead. You haven't had a scene where you've had you know a person who is alive being skinned alive by other people. No, you've had him getting. Wait till you ripped. read Preacher. Right. Preacher is gory as f, and they're not going to be able to put that on that type of television. It's not HBO. It's yeah, I was going to say not it's not Showtime. HBO. Or it's not it's Stars. Just, yeah, you're not going to get. There away are with episodes that. of Preacher which they're handled deftly, so they're not exactly, but they're porn. Right. And but again, it's it's all in what Garthinus was trying to say about how screwed up everything was. Sure. And this was he took this idea of look, we feel like we're all screwed up anyway. Enos's idea was we're so screwed up because people that that are in our authority, whether you think it's God, whether you think it's the president, whether you think it's your community leader, whether you think it's your preacher, have abandoned us. Mm-hmm. That's to me the one of the central themes is this idea of abandonment and, and people who you trust. Custer, Jesse Custer has a family who completely screws him up because his mother is a psychopath. Right. She fails him. She abandons him in terms of what a parent should be. His God has abandoned him in the way it should. He's abandoned other people. I mean, that's what it is, and I don't know what this sort of thing will be. Again, Walking Dead, to me, not as subtle as the book of what zombies usually are, which is, you know, like, we're all zombies because we watch TV. You know, like Rich's big, uh, Rich's, geez, Rick's big speech of, you know, we're the Walking Dead. Okay, where are we going from here? We're just going to kill more people. Yeah. Yeah, just get more depressed. So oh, episode is so depressing. Did you watch so, Walking Dead last night? I did. you watch Walking Dead today? You don't watch Walking Dead at all. Uh, I watch it usually when it shows up on Netflix. Just like I said on Facebook, the fact that Walking Dead is the most popular show in America is mm-hmm. a testament to how much we love being depressed. You posted, oh, yeah. yeah, you posted that, and like I recently rewatched Tomorrowland, and the end speech from Tomorrowland. I love that. That speech the villain stuff. gives is is amazingly poignant because yeah, sort of the MacGuffin is is that Tomorrowland has been trying to warn our Earth of its own self-destruction by transmitting, you know, literally the apocalypse to us. To, Showing us. To change, like, this is the future, please mm-hmm. change. And instead of doing the because right Because of thing, the way we are as human beings. Yeah, you're, not, you're not shocked at it, like, this is terrible. You're watching, this is so cool. No, right. it's well, actually. Because they, it, he, they're transmitting it, like, as a mental right. message. And instead of people actually, like, we should, you know, we should fix the environment. and We should stand up and do, you know. Yeah. And do but that's, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, everybody it's, took it. And he's like, it's like, you turned it into movies and television and comic books and radio shows. And you love so it. That's poignant. the thing. I, yeah. look, I look at this and I'm like, this is the most popular show on television. Mm-hmm. And there's very little in it, especially this season. Every time there's I watch very it, little now, in I, it I think of that. Redeeming quality. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's not interesting. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not saying it's not fascinating. But I'm also saying I get to the end of it and go, what's the point of this? Which, it's funny you should say that it's there's no redeeming qualities and things to on an episode that was all about redemption. But it isn't. 
I know. I mean, it, it's a single character, but you're watching it and you're going, spoiler, everybody else dies. Mm-hmm. And you knew from the start, watching the show, as soon as I saw the goat, like, well, the goat's not going to make it. Yeah. You know the goat's going to get eaten and it's going to be his fault. His friend, obviously, as we know, uh, make going it. forward, doesn't make it because he's not with him. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to see, I want to see the show where he just, I'm sitting here going, okay, this, this will be the twist. He walks away from that cabin and the guy and the goat still are living. That would have been the twist. Yeah. Because you knew when you watched it. Yeah. You started it, and you knew none of them were going to make it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. happy ending in that show is the twist. Yeah, And it never happens. But even, even the guy himself could not be redeemed. But it's just... It, it just it's, I got a, to the end of it, and I'm really going, I don't know how much I really wanted to watch this show anymore, because... I, my life sucks, and I really watch this going, this blows. There's nothing in this. You get to the end. You, at least when you're watching Flash, you're kind of like, all right. That was funny. You know, funny. Not even that. It's yeah. like, you know what? Well, you know, I the find new, that... The new girl on the force is really pretty, and they seem to be flirting. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. this is, all right, go for it, bro. Here, I'm just going, great. When is the baby going to get eaten? When is, when is, when is the cow going to get eaten? though, because everything has to have a happy ending nowadays. And just seeing oh, no, it doesn't. That that's, doesn't. That's, my, that's the no, problem. That's the is thing. It, is that type of entertainment is gone. Look at Arrow. Arrow 10 years ago would have been a show about a superhero who actually does good stuff and everything. Arrow gets worse every single season. Hmm. The closest Gotham. thing you have Look to Flash. Gotham. Gotham has like, we're going to take the time. We're going to show you when the city blows. Your whole first season, there's one good guy. Jim Gordon is alone all by himself. It took the second season to get Michael Chiklis' character in there to well, say, you had to we have him. one other character Right. But that's, he had to convince but it, but Bullock. All, but he had to convince the, his captain. But it's well, also but the, but the problem with like Gotham, and it's not you know like uh, my thoughts on Gotham aside. The the problem with Gotham is that the end game for Gotham is that it doesn't get better, right? And never will. it has to get worse. And if you already start completely right. in a hell, how do you get worse from that? Where you right. need to have Batman? Which if you remember when no, you and I did the, when you Batman, and I did the episode, because Batman will show up and things will still get worse. That's right. <laughs> the, <laughs> who would want to live in Gotham on? Honestly. Right. Well, who wants to live in Manhattan in the Marvel Universe? Like, who still lives in Manhattan? Right. <laughs> How many times? What, what's happening? Oh, the Kree are coming to kill us again. That's uh, the third time this week. Yeah. Maybe we should move, Bob. Do you ever think about that? Hey, at least Marvel has a cleanup crew. All right. It doesn't matter whether Marvel has a cleanup crew or not. The fact is, which did you see? They want to do. They want to do them as yeah. A, they as, want, a, as a as a, com- a comedy. Yeah. That'd be that's the greatest idea in the world to do that as a comedy. As a comedy. Because oh, here we go. We're gonna have something that's fun. Yeah. And funny. It's it's. Why do I like Flash? Flash is a lot of fun. It's it's funny. You, there's just like there's hope and I don't know. Well, just, speaking of Flash, I was wondering yeah. how we were going to get back to Flash. Flash literally, absolutely, literally jumped the shark last week. They had Fonzie on. Yes. <laughs> no, and you know we use that we, we use the word literally. You know to to fluidly now. Degree? They jumped. Fonzie? But there was literally... No, he literally jumped the shark. King Shark was in the episode last week. I was talking to the other Travis or Travers, and he was like, I think they use Killer Shark because they can't use Suicide Squad anymore because they had begun to set them up in Arrow and Mm -hmm. immediately had to rescind Mm -hmm. on all of that work. Well, and they this is Solomon they Grundy. They, they, they use, started it. They didn't use Killer Shark in the movie, so like, who we got left? In, is it Killer, Killer Shark, Shark or is it King Shark? I think it's King, King Shark. Shark. King it's King, Shark. right? Yeah, it's Killer Croc, King Shark. Right. Okay. Yeah, they use King Shark in the show. It's like, well, they didn't use him. So guess who you have now? You get King Shark, buddy. He's there for half a second. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing: 
everyone made such a big deal of that. Yeah, for like real. to the point where someone's like, "Oh man, that ending, man, that ending was so cool," and they're never gonna use it. Then you're never gonna see it. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like I didn't know what they were talking about. I'm like the shark, man. Yeah, the shark. I'm like king shark. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a shark. Like it was a funny part because uh, you wouldn't pa- exp- Patty. No, it, I expected it. Patty Spivitz like, "Oh look, there's a shark, man," and it's like, "No, it isn't. It's just human." And then he shows up. And the the setup is that again, spoiler, turn off, fast forward, whatever. If you didn't watch last week's flash, flash forward, flash, flash forward, whatever. That show didn't last. Um, <laughs> what are we gonna do next season? <laughs> well, I know. Uh, he's he's shot by Harrison Wells from the other Earth. Yes, that's the interesting thing is that they've already revealed to Barry that Harrison Harrison Ford. <laughs> I almost Harrison Ford. <laughs> you run really fast. Junior, you're fast. Anyway, that Harrison Wells is uh, there's a version of Harrison Wells alive on that world right Correct. now. Correct. That to me was, but everyone was just like the shark, dude. The shark. I'm like, why? Are he, what is it? That, okay, like he's not a he's not a character that's no, it's not like you know somebody really well known. You know, Cobalt Blue didn't show up and right. You well, know, Bart Allen didn't show up. Everyone was going nuts the next day, and I'm like, what are you guys all super excited? It looked fine. They're like, oh, yeah, it looks so cool. It was, I'm like, okay. And that was sort of like, all right, cool. You guys had a moment that you're like, this is really cool. I'm glad that looks cool. But I'm like, it's just King Shark, guys. It's just King well, Shark. See, when she first I was mentioned... more, much more excited about how they were going to do Gorilla Grodd. Right. Gorilla Grodd is a classic vat. I mean, when you classic saw the, Flash yeah, when you saw Grodd yeah. on the cell, when you, when you first went into where Harrison's crap was, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, Are they really cool. going to do this? This is going to be great. Well, see, and that's why I, that's why I felt when I watched the episode, and she kept saying there was a shark man. There was a shark man at the very beginning. I was like. Are they really going to show him? They're, no, they're not going to show him. I mean, I get doing the metas and things like that, but you're talking full CG character here. Are they really going to do it? Because that's their. Entire that was the other thing. When like they it. did it, the and full I was like, CG character. Why is that a big deal? I just it, uh, you realize the Flash is a CG character in about seventy no, percent of his shot. <laughs> no, I get that, but I'm just mean because you, you know you know Grant Gustin can't run that <laughs> fast, right? Girl Lagrade was also pretty much yeah. Yeah. CG. Really? Really? I thought that was a real way. <laughs> but no, it's that just... would have made it awesome. <laughs> yeah, no Gorilla City though, so I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no but City. it just it, I, I didn't expect him to go that far because of it's such a outlandish character. You know, is it, it though? Is it? Well, now when you have Grill Grodd and you, that, you've me. got it's, you've got Grodd, you've already done the Weather Wizard early right. on. Yeah, yeah, you but I just mean because wave. I just I, meant because you know, it, I mean, it really is. It's a man with the head of a shark. You know, and, and Beth looked at me and she goes, "Wait, that's the same character from the Suicide Squad, right?" Yeah, but which is in the new Fifty Two Suicide Squad. They didn't they didn't use him in the movie, which means he's a free character they can use. Correct. But guess who's going to be disappearing for a while? All the characters on that list. Yeah. <laughs> Can't use them anymore for any of your shows, guys. I'm sorry. Well, they wanted to use Dead... Uh, the, the, yeah, exactly. They wanted to use Deadshot w- still. Wanted. But and but, the, but but it's kind of weird because they've always had those problems. Deathstroke, they still S- planned on using. Small, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> not going to use Deathstroke not anymore. anymore. No. <laughs> they, but they've had... I mean, like, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited had those problems. Smallville had those problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Aquaman disappeared from both Smallville and Justice League Unlimited the minute they were going to do an Aquaman yep. TV show. Well, the they moment were... they did the Chris Nolan Batmans, they had to change an entire season of Smallville because they couldn't use Batman anymore. They wanted to use Harley, and they went, nope, and you're not going to reveal Harley. Harley will not show up live in a TV series They first. took They took Joker out of the Justice League Unlimited cartoon because of mm-hmm. Dark Knight. You know, well, 
Birds of Prey, Joker showed up. They didn't even show Joker. They they showed his hand. They they alluded to everything guy, well, about. They, there was a guy in makeup though. There was a guy in makeup, but, but you but, didn't see his but face. Birds of Prey took place before there was any movie. That's true. So, but I mean, but that's the thing is like that they have a long history of like the moment like like movies take priority. Once the movie's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. going to make more money. Yeah, well, as, yeah, I, as I'm watching the episode, all I can think of is Peter Benchley's White Shark, which is a novel about a, it's a, a, a German experiment in World War II that binds the, basically the DNA of a man and a shark. And it's just this land creature that starts eating people. So I'm looking like, it looks like White Shark. So to me, that was the funny part to me. It was like, oh, there's a novel. Like Peter Benchley's only novel that's really kind of dumb. Right. Is, oh, there it is. Maybe it's White Shark. And then he shows up, and I'm like, cool, it's a shark looking dude. She shark looks man. all right. And then when shark. he gets hit, and I was like, "All right, cool. you know, he gets shot." That's it. <laughs> and well, that's the that was that's the funny thing with it. It's like, ah, but the it's all just a setup to to show him that Harrison yes. Ford is still alive. But then the next day, everyone's just like, "Shark man, shark! It's a shark!" Because ah. because they all grew up watching Street Shark. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't kids, they have left that Saturday for Shark Week television? So the next thing we'll see is that he'll be in rollerblades and have a teenage attitude. <laughs> but shouldn't they have saved that that episode for Shark Week? No. Yeah. No. no? No, shark they'd have to wait a whole year. Yeah, it was like shark week's in sure. August. Well, also the, the street shark thing was a lot funnier. Yeah, the street. So, I know. Yeah, it was a lot better. Yeah, I, so I, you really should have let I, that I one go. I worked on that one. You know, yeah. a whole three minutes <laughs> in my head. You um, done it longer than Rich did. I, but my jumping the shark was good. Yeah, when I first well, saw it, the, the, the first thing jump. I saw, he, he just really, runs past he it. Didn't really he jump. does. He goes over. He, no, he doesn't. He flips really, over. He, no, he doesn't. Really he just goes past it. He, he, he wasn't wearing like a leather jacket. He just like jumped a shark. Like Fonzie he totally is. jumps a shark. But that's a reference of like you have, 40. you have a character. Yeah, he, yeah you have a character in a show about a 1950s group of kids with a diner who all of a sudden, a couple seasons is like, I know what we're gonna do. He's going to jet ski over a ramp <laughs> over a shark that's somehow in a pen that doesn't exist. Which he just passed away, too. The shark or, <laughs> or Fonzie? I was going to say, Henry Winkler's alive and well. No, he's not. No, um, he just passed away. Not Henry Winkler? Not yes, Henry he did. Winkler? No, no he did not. the uh, What's the name of the restaurant? The, 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 that Big Al passed away. Oh, Big, Big Al, Al passed away. Yeah. But yes. no, I thought Henry... No, no, uh, no. We would know if Henry Winkler passed Everybody away. Everybody would know if Henry Winkler passed away. I think you're thinking of Fred Thompson. He no, I know he away. passed Fred away. Fred Thompson too. passes away. This is Death Corner on Nerdables. <laughs> no, Henry, Henry Winkler just had a birthday. He's fine. Well, did he? Okay, that must yes. have been what it was. I know he's, the big. I know that. Uh, like everybody Al, would, the guy who carried the guy who played Big Al, the yes. diner owner in Happy Days, died. Henry yes, Winkler I knew that. Still one. alive. He still produces. Maybe a hell it was of because a lot more television than anyone realizes. Maybe it was because he had a birthday. And if you recently. want Henry Winkler's, if you really want to know how amazing Henry Winkler is, Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. the lawyer he plays in oh, that yeah. show is brilliant beyond words. Go uh, to the sea. <laughs> Get to the sea. They can't prosecute you out there. So speaking of old TV shows that were great, like the greatest of all time, Happy Days like is the greatest, the of all greatest time. American hero of all time. I figured he was going with Firefly. No, the greatest show that's ever existed is Firefly. I just, that's I want to, I want to sing the song. Believe, Believe well, no, it yeah. or not, I'm no, 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 walking no, no, on no, air. No, 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 we don't want to no, get, we don't want to get no, copyright strike. No, <laughs> you have to do it. I really don't care about the copyrights. I just don't you want to hear them sing. You have to do it in the dog voice from the video. That's the way to do it. I love. We should do an entire. You know what, you know what I always wanted though. I like the Greatest American Hero. They used to play. I love that. Chris was awesome. Robert Love. They did when they when when 
when DVDs were new, <laughs> in a time when people bought DVDs, in they, a world act, they in did a complete the series store. box set, and the inside of that had a replica of his superhero manual that was a, oh. a light-up, like, metal steelbook manual. And That's I awesome. always wanted it, but it was like 170 bucks when it came out. Back I, then. So yeah. I cried when he showed up in the movie House, and he was the bad guy. Oh, yeah. When I cried because I loved Greatest American Hero, Dude, he gets a, he then, gets an alien costume from space and becomes a superhero. I just remember seeing I Spy and going, "Why is Doctor Cosby, the guy from Greatest American Hero, riding driving around in a car? What the hell is this?" When he tried to take off and fly, it was great because he was. <laughs> that was one of the greatest shows ever because it was a superhero show. It was it's fun. Uh, so before it's time, superhero show about not being a superhero, right? Yes, but it's and, the... and just that. Yeah, again, you want an '80s show? You want a show when the world had hope? You have a show in which a dude gets yeah, a suit yeah. and Wonder says, Woman. I, have to, I have to do this. I don't yes. have a choice. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. It's dangerous, but I have this suit, and I need to do something good with it, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm gonna, Even if I'm, I'm going to do the best that I can, and, yeah. and it's the 80s, so nobody dies. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets shot. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's this. It's so for that one guy in Vietnam, nobody in the A-team ever actually gets shot. Well, cause... well you know they're talking about doing an A-team show, too. Yeah, see, they did an A-Team movie, remember? See, yes. Greatest American Heroes is a show, like, I know they're going to remake it, but part of me is like, I kind of want to see... The original? The original guy continue to be the greatest American, because <sighs> it's also a show that you can easily use it, as, as a... That's what I mean. Well, you can do it as a show that's like had... easily a mirror for all the dark and dreary... Yeah. You know, and no one will watch it. No one will watch it. And A-Team so, is like, so Phil, nobody's going to no, die hold on, hold on, hold on. What if you do Greatest American Hero as DC's Kingdom Come? So it's an older... The suit, the suit is passed on to his his son. That's what I say they anti- should do. That's what I say. He's passed on to his son, who's an antihero, and it's him trying to instill that sensibility of what it was like when he did. That would be amazing. That would be a good show. So well, because I can't uh, imagine that guy's send doing over anything. An agent, to Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are going to write and and they're they're writing the pilot for Fox. Um, the director procedure. of Dope. Which is Rick Fiamiwanga, the one that did sure. he here? I'll let you figure out how to pronounce his last name. He uh, the, the directed Dope is going to be the director Famuia. of the pilot episode. Famuia. Famuia. F A M U Y. What did the writers do? Do we have a IMDb on them? They are really familiar. They're they are the ones who did the twenty one and twenty two Jump Street movies. <laughs> movies, but I don't know about television. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I hear that and I See, go... See, now you need your soundboard, because I would have been the, I am yeah. I am yeah. Yeah, that's one of those, like, I hear that and I go, ah, and then I go... Uh. Because that was, but that was the greatest thing about it. It was it was a comedy drama te- you know, television series. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, is like, the 21 Jump Street movies are very different from 21 oh, Jump oh, yeah, Street no, as they're, a show. They're, they're, there's no drama in those films yeah, at all. Yeah, that's the thing, is like, is this just going to be all fart jokes, or... Are we actually going to have something very heartwarming and nice? Now, this is the second time. Yeah, I can't imagine. I he, can't imagine William Katz doing anything right now. Here's the how does he look different? Holy I know. crap! This is the second attempt to do a I reboot of the of the Greatest American Hero. Apparently, they tried to put one together in 2014. I believe it. I believe and that. it didn't work out. Especially superhero sh- superhero shows. You know, geek culture is in vogue. I'm sure everybody is trying every. He looks like a badass. Doesn't he? <laughs> he looks like he should have Sons of Anarchy. I got, I got worried. Wait, wait. I know why Sebastian likes him. Homeboy has a goatee. Yes. <laughs> 
He's got long hair and he's got a goatee, a, a dual color goatee too. But okay, because look at that. Can't you see that guy being the I dad? Could, I could see that guy being an old greatest American mm-hmm. hero and saving the day and being like, "Son, we gotta have a talk," you know, and just yeah. talk about it's like you know you do, you don't just throw bankers, you know, you just don't throw bank he robbers a hundred feet in the air. Yeah. Was the remake or the original? He was in he's in the original. Was he Spectre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. Believe it or not. Uh, I'm going right <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, he was the greatest American. When you hero. look at over his IMDb and you look at all the things he's been in, you're going, "Holy shit!" I can't believe he was in that. Oh, he was in that. But no, in the in a time when we're we're talking about 18 reboots, we have Rocky. C- Is that not the 80s? That's yes, the picture. The picture have, of Robert Robert Culp and William Cat as their character. We have a Rocky sequel in the theaters or hidden. Get ready to hit the theaters. Get the, ready to hit the theaters. A team. <laughs> they're remaking A team. They're not continuing A team. That's at true. Le- at least the Creed movie. I have way more respect for going the uh, for, uh, for doing something for doing Rocky Five over again. Yes, <laughs> for, well, it's the same exact story except the kid is black. And that he's fighting a Russian true. in the movie, according to the trailers. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I know it's I like, must break you. That's I, racist. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Glasnost, like, my friend. At least there's a legacy to Rocky. And he I, should be. He should be. Well, so what you're saying is the greatest American hero needs to be a legacy piece. Yes. Yeah, it, it has to be a legacy. I, piece. I totally agree. I totally think that. That's the thing is again, like a show like A Team would work, but my problem is modern TV is so different. I would just want to see it like you know, it's like yeah, you just continue the adventures of A Team. It doesn't matter that the previous show was in the late seventies, early. Doesn't 80s. matter. That Do they use the, sa- the same song? Of course, they use the same <laughs> song. Dude, no, not A Team, not A Team. Greatest American Hero. Oh yeah, of course you do. Oh, that that's iconic. It's in the dog video. Yeah. Look up dog on a plane, by the way, if you're listening to this. Look up dog on a plane, and it's a little dude in a propeller plane, (sighs) and it is the dumbest thing you will ever see, but it'll be stuck in your head for the rest of your life. Not, like, especially for things like, not using the theme songs for that is one of those Mm -hmm. moments where I go, like... Blasphemy. Yeah, What's the point? If if I went to Tron Legacy and Daft Punk wasn't doing the soundtrack, (laughs) I'd be like, then why am I here? Right. Why am I here? X-Files starts next month. If it doesn't have the... It does, because you... I know. If they don't do that, you know if they're like... Do, 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 do. I'm not watching that. Well, show. that's the thing. It's like because and I, what's interesting is that you know, we're talking about things like legacy and you, like the the era of remakes, uh-huh. you know, and there is that contingent of shows that that want legacy over just cashing in. I mean, it's all cashing in, right? And cashing in again—that sounds like a like a dirty word, but it's not. You know, if, you know, because if you're money giving to be had, fans, wait, what wait, they we'll want. make cashing in a dirty word. But here's the thing: if you cashing give fans in. what they want, right? But also Stop. do it in a way in which, like X Files, X Files is, is a sick, it, it's a six, but that's the thing: it's a six episode miniseries, miniseries. right? And with the open possibility this. to continue somewhere down right. the line. But to, if they were to sit there and go, X-Files is returning to the air in fall of 2016 with a brand new cast, you're like, that's not what well, I'm looking for. That's not for. what I want. I want to know what the hell happened to Mulder and Scully. Oh, right. And it's all done in real time. They're doing, they're doing Twin Peaks, which mm-hmm. is also going to be a it's show that's in real time. That, yeah. But that's the thing about, like, it's interesting to see which shows and which creators are sticking with their creations to to give their shows legacy versus the shows where it's like, we're just going to remake Greatest American Hero. And I go, why? Why remake it? Why You have the perfect no, opportunity. No one remembers the well, original. This has been that's, well, that's the other thing. It's, it's in terms of time, too. Because that's you're in this nature. We remade stuff in the 80s and, and, and 90s sure. that was done years before in, in you know the 50s, 60s, and early 70s. And you're like, okay, people didn't have that same kind of connection where now 
and it, we want to talk about that idea of arrested development and people staying with that kind of kind of culture for long. I'm still interested in the same show I was interested in in high school. Mm-hmm. I watched X Files in high school because X Files the grazing. Okay, we're going to take the show amazing. that the nerds and the dorks are going to love, and we're going to put it on Friday night because you know nerds and dorks aren't doing anything on Friday night, right? So they're going to have something. This community sense, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But I'm interested in that again because I want to watch the same show. This, this is the whole thing. thing. This seems also, to be our it, theme throughout also, the year. But it's also because the X Files for me, it, it the the X Files ended with things to come. That yeah. the movies have been trying to set up for, mm-hmm. but they've been very lackluster because it's well the very second hard. movie they gave up right. It's but it's also just very hard to translate something that would have been you know a, a serialized story they, into a yeah film. because they didn't have a step yes it was like there, if there wasn't one more step I want my alien invasion and this is this is yeah this it's is not getting it. there but yeah. this this seems to be our th- our it's been our ongoing thread our theme throughout the entire years remakes and reboots you know which we. The whole episode, the whole, this whole episode is, you know, we've bookended which are, which are it. basically the same term. We just have to reboot Nerdable. <laughs> no. We're getting a new fucking theme song. Oh, shoot, I used the F word. We're getting a new theme song. We're getting a new picture. We're getting rid of the old people. We've got to do something new. We need Aww. something new to the design. We're getting the, rid need, of the entire cast. We're getting rid of the cast. We need, a, we need hip young people who use <laughs> Tumblr. No, we're going we're gonna to have Travis. That's why I brought you on. And Shauna. I don't like Tumblr. And Emily. I'm sorry. i got to go. And who's the, we've had someone else who's been on the show like once. Calouse. Who cares? Well, that's that. Mikey. There we go. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> that will be a great episode. <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey. Travis. <laughs> Shauna and we had Emily. Dave on once. Remember Dave, Dave. Frank from uh, Up Up. I wasn't on that episode. No, I hadn't seen. I haven't seen that fool in like. And there's got to be explosions and uh, machine gun fire. And <laughs> but no, it's all dark. it's all like super cynical. And yeah, then we come back. Then we music. all come back a little bit later. No, no, once that <laughs> fails, we make our cameos, we're playing cameos, yeah. but not as ourselves. <laughs> we, we, just, we just no, we just do it like this. We're like, hey, it's great. <laughs> We do cameos of each other. Yeah, exactly. I'm not playing the same character because that's what people want. Look, here's the thing. We've, Everything we're, we're, oh, wait. We're changing the theme song. It's got to be dark and brooding. Get rid of that theme, that theme song. song. Uh, You're the only yeah. person that doesn't like that theme song. I'm not the only person that doesn't like that theme It'd song. It'd be closer to like the X-Files theme. Do, 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 do. No, it's we'll just, just do something a little it or not. rather than having like, the word nerd 8,000 times in five seconds <laughs> from a bunch of movies that really aren't super nerd movies. We're gonna find a bunch of movies that say the word jock in it. <laughs> just yeah, be completely. No, we just, we just get like bro movies. So anyway, it's all Top Gun. It's just I was trying to the high say fives it. while they're while they're playing volleyball, shirtless and sweaty. What I was going to say was we were bookending the show by talking about bringing back old shows. Star Nobody Trek. wants our old shows. <laughs> and greatest American hero, Star Trek. But but it is. It's Star been Trek. an ongoing theme we have. What I say. You said, you Star, said Trek. Star Trek. Like, I didn't say Star like, Trek. Yeah, you did. It's like the fourth time you. you've said it. I didn't Sebastian, say Star Trek. Sebastian's eyes get smaller and smaller every time you say Sebastian it. secretly hates you inside now. I didn't say Star Trek. Yes, yes, you did. did. I'm going to kick yes, Chris right in the balls every, one day. Every single time. No, I have not. <laughs> yes. And it's just one of the things to, like... Do you actually listen to the episodes after or am I the only one? Okay. I'll listen to it. And next week you can apologize to Sebastian. Because well, if I if I said Star Trek, I apologize. Go back right now. What is it at? It's 122. So we get about 121.10. I think you're going to start Trek and Grace American Hero. But it has been our ongoing theme of Star Trek and Grace American Hero <laughs> of remakes or reboots. Legacy, you know, we see legacies with, versus remakes. Right. We see with Star Wars. We see with uh, 
Quick, with... somebody come up with an original property that's actually coming out. <laughs> um, exactly. What opens Friday? Well, yeah, and that's back there. Yeah. Uh, even the Peanuts movie. I'm sorry? The Peanuts. <laughs> That's said, a whole different try- kind of movie. I know I said the F word once, but we're really trying to keep I the show down peanuts, to PG-13. Peanuts, not penis. Okay, sure you didn't. <laughs> do you want Star Trek. Do, do you want to see the penis movie? <laughs> Talk about a remake. What is that movie. Harrison Ford? Is there an original property left to come out this year? That's not like Good an independent Good idea. Yeah, probably Pixar probably the only thing that can do can do original properties oh, that yeah, people are the, excited for. Oh, yeah, good dinosaur, yeah. That's what Sebastian just said. Yeah, that's, that's it. But think of it. You're really looking at it and going, that's probably the only original property that's going to make a ton of money this year. Yeah. Because Tomorrowland went... In Tomorrow, and out. Tomorrowland went into yesterday. And, and Tomorrowland is a really divisive movie that I enjoy. I love it. But it's also one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, the, the good dinosaurs. Like, I, I, you know, I'm sure if I saw a list of movies. In and out. What the hell is In and Out? Inside yeah. Out. That's the other Pixar movie that yeah, was out It's called Inside year. Out. Don't say In and Out. I didn't say In and Out. Yeah, I said did. Inside Out. No, you said In and Out. <laughs> you got to listen to the last 10 minutes of this freaking show. <laughs> you got to us again. <laughs> I'm telling you. And then uh, what do we got? Disney uh, Disney's End has, uh, they've got Moana coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Is what they're prepping for. Well, next year, all the remakes will be over. There's yeah. nothing left to remake. <laughs> Ant Man was the original property. Uh, sort of. Well, it was a Marvel book beforehand. So. See something that's developed. It's kind of like when we talk about toys. I mean, in the 80s. The toy was developed first. Yes. And then they're like, okay, we need media to support the toy instead of the other way around. Right. When they developed He-Man, they developed He-Man as a, as a toy line. Transformers was toys. Uh, it was another show. Toys, yeah, Transformers was just basically, we went, and we went to Japan and went, hey, all these toys are cool. Can Let's we, bring them all over. Well, back then, the only property that was a film before a toy was Star Wars. wasn't the only, but yes, it was one of them. Of the major toy lines. Yeah, something that you would remember. Yes, they made toys for a lot of other films or, or stuff like that. They made Battlestar Galactica toys after it was already a TV oh, series. I had, I had those. I know, oh. and then they were banned because they some kid shot his freaking eye out. Yes, um, the, the the little the spaceship used to have the, like right on the front yeah. of it. You, oh, I the love the, that the thing. thing in the the, the Cylon Raider, the which I still have missiles. somewhere. Yes, would pop, the wings popped out on both sides, and then there were two cannons. <laughs> what on was the side. what was the furry the animal's name? I forget now. I keep wanting to say. Um, it was Tweak, but the Tweak was in. Uh, beedy, beedy, beedy. Yeah, that that was about uh, Mike Twig. Rogers, Twiggy. Beedy, beedy, but what beedy, was beedy. The, what was the dog's name in? Uh, beedy, 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 beedy. In, in Battlestar Galactica. I don't know, but there was a midget in it. Because <laughs> it was half robot, half. Yeah, oh, I can't think I of the name. He was the kids. Uh, he was yes. the, the kids' pet on the show. That and the Battlestar, other. I loved Battlestar Galactica so much because I was too young when it first came out. I was too young to realize that there's only four shots in it. Mm-hmm. Because when I got older, when it was on Channel 13, as soon as I would come home and I would grab like a handful of cheese puffs and I'd go sit down and I'd watch it. And I remember getting about three episodes into it going, that's the same shot <laughs> they've used. That shot of the Cylon Raider going over the top end of the Galactica. And, and the, the Galactica just yeah. going, <laughs> they use that every single episode. And then the next one, like, check this out, mirror it, it comes in the other direction. You know what other movie I wish they would remake? Is uh, Black Hole. Uh, the guy from the guy who did uh, Tron Legacy was working mm-hmm. on a treatment for a new version or a continuation of Black Hole. Yes. Who's gonna they wanted it like Tron Legacy Black Hole, but then 
That and I want the cat from Independent outer space. Independent movies don't do well, so they just sort of were like. <laughs> I forgot that Boxy was the dude. It was uh, what's his face in Never Ending Story. What? The guy who played Boxy is the guy who played um, the title Boxy. Character. That's its name. No, no, no. Boxy was the was the, the was kid. it a kid? Yeah. Oh, it was a son. Yeah, he was Apollo's kid. Uh, was he Apollo's kid or is he just a kid that was on the? He was on just the, a kid. On the, was, yeah, I don't think Apollo had a kid. Oh, and Lockhart. Oh, and Lockhart was so beautiful in that show. Sheba, oh, she was fantastic. No, but the cat she was from... never in the. She was never in the remake of Battlestar Galactica. No, I want the cat from not. outer space. And the cat from outer space. Okay. Oh, Those from... old Disney movies were such great things. I love those. What the hell was that thing? It's not in the. I figured yeah. they. I figured they would give the guy who played in the suit some love on this cast here, but. So, anyways, let's wrap things up because we're going pretty long here. We're going an hour and a half. Cool. Isn't like ten things we said we were going to talk about? Uh, we got everything except for comic books. Oh, and and Halo. Halo, Halo. Five came out. Yes. Comic okay. Fun real quick. Halo, Kamikaze, and, and comic books—the three things we said we were going to do. Yes. We didn't. Fun, um, fun was had by all. So, because I, I didn't pick up Halo, it seems like it's been, gotten lost in the shuffle of things. Um, for you, how did you not pick up Halo? I didn't. For you, may, for you maybe. That's odd. Usually, usually you send your wife to pick up whatever. The yeah. The sign out. of the apocalypse. You could have just. <laughs> Downloaded it, Dude, you? were you here when Game of Thrones came out on DVD? When it first came out on DVD, I remember being here and Rich calling Beth three times to make sure that she had gone to Target to buy it. Yeah. This <laughs> is like, get home with it. I got to watch it right now. And then immediately after, I'm signing up for HBO. I'm going to pay I did. 19 bucks a month because I like one hour of television on HBO. And I can watch Green Lantern anytime I want to because <laughs> it's on all the time. Speaking of watching things over and over again, I just watched Guardians and Captain America again. God, you need a life. Why? Because <laughs> they're my go-to. They're my background shows. Here, I got an idea. Turn off the background and actually concentrate on building the R2. You'd be freaking done by That's now. That's true. Um, the hell is the name of that thing? This is driving me crazy. If somebody knows what the name of the so no, furry no animal I have the damn internet. Okay, I'm <laughs> Halo Five, Halo Five. It's really fun. Well, is it? I mean, because Halo Four kind of lost a little bit of its its edge of the Halo edge. I think. Well, I, I don't think it lost the Halo Although, edge. I Halos think they, don't have edges. They so. think they just sort of didn't like they they had an idea where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a Halo Five is definitely a game where you look back and go, okay, I know what you want to do. And Halo 5, uh, I suppose the only real controversy surrounding Halo 5 has been uh, people either really love the story mode right. or they don't like it because it does... Well, you said it's short. It's it's short, but it's not I the short... I have to short... waste my time playing story. Can I just go online and kill people? Yeah, it's not uh, It's not that the story mode was short was the problem. It's just it ends very... Like, the ending of the game is a cliffhanger for well, wasn't the 6. Wasn't the end of 2 a cliffhanger too? Yes. Yes. Where you're just like, oh, I need yeah. my guns or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. It's so bad. And this is, this is well, another two, one. Well, end you of, literally are jumping into. It's another one of those like, okay, game ends. Now I got to sit here and wait until Halo 6 comes out because I really need to know what happens. Because I was playing the game and I was just wanted to, as the story progressed, like, man, I think I know where this is going, but I'm not sure. And then you get to that big reveal and you're like, oh, God. You know what? I might they're, buy. They're, they're I might battles, buy it. They're battles. Here's, they're, the, here's they're, the thing. With Travis Halo. and I, Travis and I were talking about. It. It's basically for Halo Six. They're Battlestar Galacticing Halo, and I'm really intrigued by where that could. Go. Halo is one of the few franchises, and I think because the Halo One and Two story mode is so intense and yeah. intricate that people are interested in playing the game simply to know where the story goes. Yes, and it's all. And I it, mean, for me, playing playing Halo Two, I played. I, I barely ever played Halo, but. My friend had gotten Halo 2, and we played co-op, you know, like, 
over a weekend. And I remember asking questions like, wait, who's this guy? So what happens in the first one? Is, I've always been interested in those kind of stories that are around it, which is why everyone always thinks that it would make a great movie, but I think it's hard to translate. But I mean, I've translate. read some of the Halo comics, and they're Muffet. interesting. Yeah, Muffet, that's a damn... So that's... Do you know how I looked it up? Battlestar Galactica dog. Dog, yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's also because like, like, they have the, the, the big series of books for Halo. Yeah. They have the comics and stuff, and uh, 343... Slash Microsoft has been very much like you know like yeah this is canonical it's cool and they they do make references to it it's in such the a games, big universe too but they also make references that if you're gonna make a reference like yeah if you know what that is from a book you're fine if you right. don't know what it is you can, yeah it doesn't it doesn't you matter. can gloss over it and not stress about it so I this whole so this whole thing is Master Chief versus the Spartan, Spartan uh, so the Guardian the, character the, the Spartan it's so basically the game is Spartan Locke is going after Master Chief because Master Chief wants to go find Cortana right and it the, that's where the story moves on from there and uh, so the the, the Locke character is in the last one also. Uh, or not? Not really. He's, okay, because I remember seeing some of this, like, I, I, when everyone's like, oh, Halo 5 is coming, and it's this. And like, yeah, and then Didn't they, I see this commercial a year ago? Like, I could have sworn I saw something about Guardians and having these two characters kind of facing off. I swear it was, like, I know they've been gearing ago. up for it, and they, they, so maybe, they did the, know. when they did the anniversary for Halo 2, they put Locke in a, in an, ex, in a new scene for the game to sort of explain how some of the undercover stuff was being done in the Halo mm. universe with the character. It may be the first game I buy digitally. Yeah, fully but it, digitally. But it, it it grows from there because the story, like the and then buy it on disc. The the <laughs> the tip of the iceberg is just Locke looking for the chief. But then the story shifts gears really fast away from that, and you move into the into the big evil for Halo Six. Nice. So the reason you couldn't find the actor for Muffet or yeah M U F F I T Muffet Muffet, it's because it was a monkey. It was a chimpanzee. That makes it so much cooler. Yeah. Um, and here's That's, the other well, thing. I'm sure it wasn't just a chimpanzee either. I'm sure there was ten of them. Ralph McQuarrie did, came up with the concept for yeah, it. Ralph McQuarrie came up with everything. So and on that note, we're Ralph, going to wrap things Ralph up. Ralph McQuarrie and Sid Mead, two guys you go to for everything for design. Um, Kamikaze wasn't, I mean, it was another con. It we, was weird. It was really weird, yeah. It was like, it was like weird because they like separated everyone. No, they did what you had said, ideas that you and come up with it just like just move the cosplayer somewhere else and that's where they moved them all mm-hmm. and, and that's where they put the main stage where like one of my friends who was visiting didn't know there was another room to the they convention. had a, it it was very we showed up on friday we got in early because all the passes said industry whether yes. you were press pro or whatever you were not an exhibitor and you were not a, a, a fan a, a regular a, attendee. A, a, a ticket holder, you were industry. And so they let us in earlier. Remember walking in, we looked at like, uh... Yeah, exhibitors and industry got in early. Than, this is way smaller than Long Beach. And then we figured out there was another hall, and then we walked over to the other hall. And so they had all the main also. signings and all the cosplayers and everything, <laughs> and fan groups in Yeah, they another did. Hall. It was set up really weird. The Artist Alley is, is it's art, what a lot of Artist Alleys are becoming, in which it's an artist, and then it's someone who's selling on Etsy. It's almost small and then press. It's an artist, art, it's not even small press. Look, everything artist alley is going to be small press. I'm not talking about True. that. True. I'm talking about you have you know someone like Livio Ramondelli, and next to him is a dude who's making spoons that look like superheroes. Right. And then there's a you know Humberto Ramos is next, and then there's someone who's doing you know knit yarn. Super- it's all art, but it's not like you're it having is, comic yeah. book artists and, and they've, anymore. They've, they used to kind of put those type of things in different places, mm-hmm. but I heard a couple of people complaining about where they were placed. You know, because they were just like, this isn't, I'm, I'm not in a spot where anybody else of what I'm doing is here. The vendors were, it felt kind of packed. Again, from, from someone who kind of like 
open size trying to want to pay attention to a lot of these different things. Sorry, is my phone in the way of your of your rug <laughs> art here? Yep. Your blanket art. Um, what are you doing? He's like making a tree or something. Yeah, and you just do this, and then you get on that. Um, <laughs> is that what you're doing? Doing pretty much erasing his canvas. It's like when you pick up the ant hill. Like, they spend months and months building these intricate little tunnels. And oh yeah, they hate it when you do this. <laughs> Um, UHF, I love it. Uh, oh, I listen. That's one they should remake. No, no, don't you ever remake UHF. They should never remake anything I'll burn, ever. I'll burn down that entire studio if you remake UHF. That is one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> Today we're teaching poodles how to fly. That's how I felt about Ghostbusters. See, everybody, yeah. every, <laughs> everybody, everybody has their has one. The, everybody has their one. It's it's it's, people, in C, it's in Ceno Man. You can watch all the Jeopardy you can handle. Let's go. Every man has his price. Yeah. I mean, he won't do it for anything else, but oh, as soon as you tell him you can watch all the Jeopardy he can handle, he goes. Anyway, going back to Kamikaze. <laughs> Kamikaze. The boost. I mean, Friday the is... Bus. Fr- fr- the boosts? The, the boosts. Bus. The boosts are crazy, man. I'll tell you. Let me do, let me do this in a bad Mexican accent. Um, Friday's was obviously so different than when we're back on Sunday. And the thing with Sunday is just like everything. If it's a merchandise booth, mm-hmm. if it's a booth with toys... Funko Pops, uh, person, whatever, packed. Right. You walk by anything that has comics, empty. Well, that's when we walked by Mike Magnola, he he was sitting well. That there. was Friday. Nobody knew who that Mike Magnola was. Um, Artist Alley was fairly packed, but I mean, really, again, you you go to these types of shows, and I'm wondering where this fandom comes from that is so desperate to get physical representations of comic books that they don't seem to be reading. Right. <laughs> Like for me, let's talk about this. There's there's, there's one of the guys there. Um, there's a there's a I I mean and it, you know it's it's you know as much as like it, I, I do agree is. with that setting. What's the, there's a the there's plug. a term for there's a sports term for it where you know when people suddenly start supporting sports teams when that logo jumping goes. on the bandwagon. Well, well no, it's no. they're following the logo. Yeah, it's but the, when I was in high school, my friend what, Scott bought a Chicago White Sox hat because he thought it looked cool. Right, and, and he didn't go so far as to as to support the team. But uh, me, I became a Nashville Predators fan because their logo is a saber tooth cat. Because when they they were uh, well, that's like saying you would have jumped on the Toronto Raptors because there was a Raptor. Well, I would have if I cared about basketball at all. Um, <laughs> no, but there is a, there's a specific saying for people like when your local sports team makes it to the playoffs and suddenly everybody and your mother. Cares. Oh yeah, no, that's a, that's a bandwagon. That's thing. bandwagon. But this is yeah, you know, this is the sense of uh, I, I. There's that. There's there's that of oh you know. All my friends, the superhero like, band all my wagon. friends, are, you see it when, when you go into a comic shop. Mm-hmm. I see it in, in, in our comic shop all the time of people who come in and are like, all my friends are reading comics. So I came into the comic shop and now I don't know what I'm doing. When I talked to there's a, there's a, a, a big pop toys. Mm-hmm. I only mentioned it because he comes into the shop here and there, but I've gotten to talking to him and we were talking about, um, God dang it. I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> Some of the time, predators. Uh, but um, you talk about this idea. Oh, he's doing Pac-Man. Oh, look, he died. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for you because he'd gotten so far into that one, <laughs> and he just keeps going. Uh, like, dude over here. He's going to forget no, his train of thought again. When it's when it's, uh, I was talking about um, the, the the last batch of Marvel three and three quarter, last mm-hmm. batch or two, and Bishop. And yes. I'm sitting there going, I've wanted a Bishop character, a three and three quarter accurate comic book representation of what Bishop looked like in the comic books for the longest time. Right. And I was so disappointed when he came out. I got it. And you did No, I have it. 
Did you get it? Oh, yeah. No, I bought it as soon as I saw it. No wrist articulation. That was one of the ones I took the picture. I took right. the picture of that and the, uh, the Spider-Man in the green neon costume. Yes. Um, or black costume with green neon highlights. No, no torso uh, articulation. Mm-hmm. No wrist articulation. Not even the fact that you could turn the wrists right. at all. And that's what I was saying. Like, I've been waiting for this for the longest time, and that's what I got. But the bigger issue is someone like me that's been waiting 20-odd years for a really cool three and three-quarter, which is my favorite size, mm-hmm. uh, a, a 118 scale bishop, where are the, where are the guys who, you know, who else is buying that toy? You know, that where are, how is this industry so big? This, this, the representation of stuff, we're talking about, oh, no one's reading comic books anymore. But they're sure as but hell trying bi- to yeah, figure but, out. But there's a bishop action yeah, figure. Yeah, but there's a bishop action figure. Right. There's, your, your six-inch figures are sold out everywhere. And they're not all based on the movies. You have an Ant-Man release. Ant-Man's from the movie. All the six other figures in the Legend series six-inch line the comic book are comic book versions. Yes. And it's sold out everywhere for the most part. I mean, you can find the Tiger Shark or whatever now, but in the in its initial like release. And I'm like, because people are like, well, it's just scalpers and scalpers. Someone has to be buying from the scalpers or the scalpers stop buying it. Right. The reason why we're this having such a tough talking... time, we can find G.I. Joe at Toys R Us. You know why? Because no one's buying it online. Right. This is what we were just talking about when we were at Kamikaze looking at all the uh, new Star Wars figures that were they had there already. Star Wars is a total different thing. You know people want Star Wars figures. True. It's, it's always, there. They, it's they, on the screen. Star Wars yes. figures. It's on the, if they start doing, we're going to do figures based on the Old Republic comic book series, who's looking for that? Right. In the case of Star well, Wars, people are going to be black. like, oh, we want Star Wars. It's odd to see you have representations of everything now. You are living in, in, in a physical, tangible representation. If it exists in some sort of media... There's a toy company that's going to make it. It's, yeah, sure. It's out there in, in even if it's in some limited fashion. And most of the time, it's going to be reaction. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we're not going to get started on it. Hey, look, they're Star Wars figures. Um, but what, it's just odd to see it where I'm like, who's buying this stuff? Right. Who is this excited when you're looking at a fan base that, for the most part, is not seriously into comics anymore? Right. So where is the love coming from? Where is the passion coming from? It's not just the movies. It's not, oh, I need all the Avengers figures because we can find all of the Avengers movie figures all over the place. Mm-hmm. We can't find the Avengers 3 and 3 quarter, the, the Infinity Series stuff that, that we, you and I would be looking for. Right. I just, find it, I just find it kind of an odd sort of thing. And to the gentleman, when I was at the booth in the back that swore up and down that Spawn is a DC character, you're wrong. <laughs> No, I love, look, I'm, Spawn I'm all got for... bought by Marvel. Didn't you he think about... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Todd McFarlane would sell it Neil, to Marvel. About Neil Gaiman and, you know, he's now a Thor character. No, after, I, after I, I get what you're saying. of all the people nearly burned the doors down to Marvel when he walked out. I don't think he's selling back. Jim was just sort of like, yeah, I don't I don't care. I mean, I, I need my money. I'm oh, an artist. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I have this thing. Nobody cares about Wildstorm anymore. It's just, it's this weird... Sort of, but there's the cool representation. The, the people that are, are buying up these representations it's weird I, I agree with you that it's weird because the stuff you're seeing at cons are stuff that we would want to see in stores on a regular basis but we can't find them because all the people are they're, they're super they're, niche yes they're super niche well that's it you have a lot of super niche stuff it, everything gets represented what i'm saying is that i don't know where this the the the, the, the fandom for all of this stuff kind of be I've gotten into that trap, too, all, where I'm sitting there the and I'm like, I want all the Star Wars stuff, I want all the Avengers stuff, I want all the G.I. Joe, and I'm like, 
oh yeah, I'll buy Ghostbusters figures. Right. I'll buy Transformers. I'll buy Battlestar Galactica. And, and I've had to limit myself lately going, I'm not the hugest Back to the Future fan. I'm not the hugest Ghostbusters fan. I enjoy them. But if they but put really, out a three and three quarter, you'd buy it. Not anymore. I'm looking at it. Well, so you're three, telling me. Well, three and three quarters because of me. If they put, if they put no, up a, a Marty McFly no, no, with it, a hoverboard hold on, hold on, hold on. for three and three quarters, if you, you do an artic- No, no, no. That's, that's different. Because in a three and three quarter size, I would use that to mash stuff up. You still would. Even if it didn't have articulation, you still would. already out there. In, in three three reaction already has, has it. a reaction for Back to the Future already. I'm not does, buying but anything. Does he have the hoverboard? No. Doesn't matter. Okay, see, if he had the hoverboard, I'd buy it. See, but but that's the thing is like. Like Diamond guys, Mattel uh, let go of their Ghostbusters license uh, for the new film, I think. Mm-hmm. But Diamond is picking up the license for the old film. They they already announced Series One, which looked really good. The Mattel ones looked really good. I didn't pick up all of them because they were all like you had to be part of their special right, collectors yeah. club. But the Diamond figures look good, and I go like, okay, I think this time around I'll go get them because I missed a lot. I have like Walter Peck, and I've got like some of the exclusive, like like an exclusive Egon. But like, no, the Diamond figures actually look a lot better. Yeah, but mm-hmm. see, here, here's so the, I'll put my I'll this put is my hat in the ring for that. Yeah, right, because yeah. you're a huge Ghostbusters fan, right? But you're not going to buy Star Wars toys. I for the most I part. rarely do. It's like, got to be a, exactly. That's, yeah, but this exactly. this is what that's I'm saying. But you and I are the ones. I mean, like Mikey like, does like, a little so, bit. Like, I'll buy. Mikey like, doesn't buy anything anymore. Like I got myself the the last thing I'm like the next Star Wars thing I know I'm getting for sure is the Amazon pack with all of the different versions of the troopers. But that's only because that's a specialty one. Not because it's a specialty one, but because I can get four figure. Right. I can get one of each figure in one box for less than the price of yeah. buying four figures. That was a cool design. But that's what, what I'm talking about is you have guys now who just this this. Thing of uh, you love all of these different things, and they're feeding you. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it used to be Star Wars and GI Joe was it. Right, that's the only thing they made toys of, of stuff you liked. You're never going to get these other types of things. But you still every once in a while pick up maybe one Transformer or something. Right. And else. I understand yeah. the curse. I, I I just bought the the uh, HalloweenCostumes.com and Universal Studios uh, put out a replica pair of the Nike Air Mags. Right. The only real difference is they don't auto-lace and they don't have the Nike logos because Nike doesn't license their imagery out to anybody. But I bought a pair to go with my hoverboard because they actually do light up. And if I wanted to, I could make them more accurate. You're a giant Back to the Future fan. But uh, but You're going to buy the firehouse. Someone like me, you're going to buy the Lego firehouse. Someone like me that looks at it and says, that is awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I'd like to buy that, but there's other things I want. I, I don't feel like I even deserve to have it. Because I'm not the biggest Ghostbusters fan right. in the world. I bought the Ecto-1 because it's the Ecto-1. And it was, it's a beautiful little yeah. set. But now I'm sitting there looking at it. Like, if they came out with a whole line of Ghostbusters stuff, I'm not buying it. Because I'm not... It's like... what? But you didn't buy the Death Star. Well, I didn't buy the Death Star because it's 700 freaking dollars. Well, you didn't buy the 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 Ultimate TIE Fighter. Because it's... Again, that's again a, that's a, it's super expensive. It it's is, a super expensive... Like, that thing is like... I don't have any place to... That I, type of thing, if I'm going to spend that much money, I want to display something. Right. right. Exactly. That's, I, I have a $250 sideshow, Styracosaurus, which is still in the box, <laughs> because I don't have any place to put it. Oh, so I have that statue, too. It's really nice. But do you find... It's amazing. Because... Uh, the Triceratops looks so good. Because you and I... are doing the Adat driver. Oh. You and I are kind of the same thing, where we buy a lot of different... We we There's a lot of different things. I have in a lot of things. What I've looked at in the last year is, okay, what... I bought the six-inch Dutch from Predator because Predator is my favorite Arnie film. Right. I love Predator. I love him and Predator. It's a great likeness. I bought it. And it's also, I love Deathstroke. Deathstroke, mm-hmm. I love the design work for Deathstroke. I have four six-inch Deathstrokes. Right. And you're damn right. I have them next to each other where they're all trying to destroy Dutch. But I also said, well, I might as well buy some Predators, too. So now I have three Predators. And I'm like, 
wait a minute. I mean, I love Predator, but really, what am I doing here? Right. Yeah. But that's the thing. Is like, it's like being because now I want the alien. Yeah. Being someone like you know, like being somebody's like I have my specific loves. Like I like Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. Like they're the two that you know, like you, I have to stop myself from buying everything and anything I can get my hands on because I know I'm the sucker. Right. That is like, it's like we can put out anything and he'll buy it, and I have to go. No, not today. All right, I'm getting the I'm getting the Pika E meter and the trap. Well, you're gonna do you're gonna do what makes it. We're Star Wars fans. Yeah. We're not buying everything that's Star Wars. Right, exactly. Well, even refused, even I'm for Force buying... Friday, I I looked at some of the stuff I bought and I went, "Why did I buy this?" Yeah, see, Force Friday, I barely spent anything because I, I said the same thing. I'm I, like, bought, I don't. Like, need... I bought the X wing, like the big like the pose yeah. X wing, because I just like the McQuarrie the style. Des- yeah, the design right. looks cool, and you're a Lego guy anyway. Yeah. You bought the Lego one, right? I bought the Lego one yeah. specifically. See, you and I are looking at at five POA figures, and I have the designs I love, right? Because the packaging has pure art on on the left hand side. Sure, that's all I'm buying them for. I'm looking at five POA. I'm never buying one to open, right? Of of the new stuff. I Whereas I opened them, I just, well, I just don't. But, but I don't that's care. also the thing is like they're they're charging you the same price for less. Yes. At this point now, yeah, they're yeah. Up to, that's that's a different show. That's eight, that, nine dollars. Yeah, but that's that's the thing is Star Wars for me, if you give me articulated three and three quarter, I'm probably gonna buy it, even if it's a character I don't care about, because sure. it's articulated three and three quarter. Um and, and you have a specific collector's mindset. You're looking yeah. for those figures specifically. Yeah. Versus the reaction, which is basically three and three quarter, but you can only just move the arms forward. But see here's the thing. I've been dying I, I've been dying for three and three quarter Firefly figures. The only thing I have available to me are the reactions. reactions. See, that was the thing. When, you first, when the reaction first came, you were excited. And yes. I told you, what this does more than anything else is it probably prohibits that ever happening. Correct. And luckily, you have six inch. They, they finally did a they six inch. They did a six inch. Luckily, I, I got the six inch instead of getting the three and three quarter. I'd prefer to have the three and three quarter because I can mix and match. I can Even play, you Star know. Star Wars figures. To me, like six inch becomes statuettes. They made. They made, they made Stargate action figures, and I have yep, the set will. of the main team, and I go, who but me is <laughs> buying a st- set of Reaction Stargate? Reaction is this weird thing where they're basically, they bought every license that didn't exist in three and three quarters. Yes. Right. You know, and it's all from, hey, we made up this story about finding the lost Kenner alien stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not a made-up oh, story. Know, it I was can, this, but... Yeah. I can, I do, I can't imagine, though, one day they'll do a double price and then be like, the, they'll do a special versions with more articulation. But see, like, ask. see, that's the thing that I don't understand with, with them. If you have a license already, why not do that? Because they're doing a, they're doing a stylized figure. That's right. great, but that's not. But this, could the you imagine figure... how much money they would make if they did a limited run of three and three quarter Firefly, all fully articulated? Six. How many how many major characters are in it? How many how many characters in the crew? Five, six, seven, seven. Fine, whatever. You do seven, and you tell everyone there's 2,500 pieces total, and they are fully GI Joe Pursuit of Cobra era. You know, right? Double elbows, double knee joints, rocker ankles, rocker wrists, wrist torso moves, the head moves. You'd buy the hell out of it. And most of you guys, you'd have to buy two of them because reaction's great. You can put them on the wall, and you never have to worry about it until that plastic, which, by the way, blows yes. in terms of the seal, is going to come off, and your figure's going to come out, and you're like, great, I have a statue yeah. that's really terribly done. Take a look at the Black Canary one from Arrow. No, I know. But see, there's some of them, like, like the a, old a Star wonderfully Trek. wonderfully good-looking woman in Katie Lolton. The old Star Trek, the original, gen- the original series <laughs> Star Trek ones, they... 
But they didn't, those didn't they, really exist, though. Like, the Star Trek toys from the 60s were, like, Mego-style right. action figures. Yeah, the thing with it is it started as Mego an idea. Mego makes of, those. Yeah, it, the, the idea that, that Reaction started with is has, uh, uh, Kenner, mm-hmm. which is now owned by Hasbro, which is now Hasbro, uh, in 1979, 78, whatever, 77, they were going to make alien figures right. in three and three quarter, and they're like, what the hell are we doing? It's an so they bought film. the molds. And well, they, I think they made the bolts themselves after and they then found came the, up with the story. Well, the, they knew they found the design, right? And it's not like they weren't hard to find. When now, if you did with stuff in the seventies, then to me that sort of makes sense. If you do early eighties stuff, like yes. when they did Magnum PI, it's like, look, if they made a three and three quarter Magnum PI in nineteen eighty four, that's what it this was is what like. it would look like. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. they did those. But Goonies. when you're doing when you're doing Firefly, when you're doing the current Arrow TV series, mm-hmm. when you're doing, you know. Uh, Jupiter Ascending or some crap movie that nobody ever saw, you're like, what are you doing? Right. Well, that's why when when I saw Wait, the original, you saw it. Yeah, are you kidding? He you owns it. You didn't go out to see it, did you? No, he bought it. Did you go out to the movie theater to see it? No, no he bought the D- the Blu-ray. I bought what? it for the same price that it was in the theater. Like if I went to go watch it, it's like eight but bucks. Why? Because I wanted to see it. Why? Because I wanted to see. <laughs> it. How terrible was it? It, was it wasn't bad. great. It was. Hold, hold, stop. Wasn't how how terrible was it? wasn't great. Did you finish it? I would say out of 10, I would give it like maybe, yeah, I did finish it. Out of 10, I'd give it like maybe a 5 or 6. How many times you watched it? Just once. Hold on. So a D? D wait, 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 wait. You, you miss, we're going to miss the whole point. <laughs> you finished it. Yes. But you didn't finish the fucking Lego movie. <laughs> there we go. That's twice on this episode. I, that one deserves <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that sorry. one deserves it. Yes. You can bleep it later. The thing with the Lego movie also, I was up for what? I don't care. You've had two years to watch the Lego movie all the way through. But no, you sit down. I haven't been interested in Legos for a while either. So it's not like... It's blasphemy to Sebastian. Why are you you on this podcast? (laughs) I don't know He's got to run the sound. (laughs) You sit here and we, all of us join in and we look at Rich and go, you're an idiot because you just wasted nine hours of this week going, Guardians of the Galaxy's on again. I better watch that. I wonder if he dances at the end this time. You've had two years. You wasted your time watching Jupiter Ascending, a movie that got like an F from Entertainment Weekly. Okay. That got like five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And didn't think, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the Lego movie. Yeah. I have no interest in finishing it. I have no interest in watching Jupiter Ascending again. Yet you own it. Yeah, because it was like eight bucks. It was the same if I went to go see it in the theater. No one wanted to go see it in the theater. That's <laughs> so. Anyways, um... I got cross purposes. Rich and Ethan are sitting across from each other. Between the two of them, they've seen TMNT, uh, Jonah Hex, Jupiter Ascending, and after everybody had already told them this movie is literally hot garbage, like it's on fire. It is. It's a. It's a Which trash movie? fire. All of them. It's not like you went on opening day to TMNT. Oh, I didn't read any of the reviews yet. It has turtles in it, and they have ninja weapons. This has to be good. I didn't. I, I'm on demand. That's what I'm saying. You knew when you put it on there. That I did go. People had you seen knew that it. It was bad. I did go see Fantastic was, Four. Was, you saw Fantastic Effing Four. That like, movie made forty-five dollars, and twelve of it is yours. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. More than one quarter of that film's total. Hey, Mikey gross went too. So, Mikey's weird. <laughs> But you did all of this after the fact. You know, this all started after because of Kamikaze, right? No, I don't. We keep going to Kamikaze. I don't, I don't, I don't support <laughs> actually going to see these movies either. 
Did you? Did we lose you? Did, did, did your microphone say I'm tired? His microphone gave up. So I, okay. I, I, don't, I don't support going. I don't support knowingly seeing bad movies. That is <laughs> when he did Jonah Hedges. He's like it's okay, I just rented it. That's why they keep making it though. Yeah, because Netflix will go. Well, it's it's a complete pile <laughs> of steaming dog feces. Like it's in a corner. It, it, you've seen it in the video where it is. The the physical copies of Jonah Hex have to be kept in another warehouse because they smell. <laughs> So bad that they can't be kept in the same warehouse as as the good stuff. And look, we have dead batteries again. Well, there's a new one. And yet, you're like, hey, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to say, Netflix will still buy it. Someone's going to make a terrible Jonah Hex 2 because they're like, hey, people from Netflix, they needed something to do. They watched it 50 million times. Okay, so Sebastian's mic's going. We're going round in circles now. This isn't round in circles. We're going to continue this. We're going for two hours now. In which we're going to really, yeah, we're going to split this one into two episodes. No, you don't. People have two hours worth of time. (laughs) So yes, why don't we just switch them? Because you know, Ethan doesn't hardly talk. Well, no, he's making Pac-Man. Well, you know, well, you know, anytime that I make a comment, somebody has to you know berate me for not watching the Lego. Oh, stop. Like, we've berated you half as much as I've berated Guardians of Cap 2 over here. That's true. Come on. That is very true. And you berated me for that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You berate me for it. I wouldn't rape you. If- oh, I, I wanted to talk to Sebastian. <laughs> I wanted to talk about it after the second episode uh, of the last Doctor Who this past week. No one wants to talk about Doctor Who. So, since, the, since the, this week is a second uh, continuation, I'll have to see what he thinks of it. Uh, I'll, have you I've even watched it, it? I haven't watched it. I have it on my computer, though. Okay. But I, I, it's one of those things, like, uh, just the, like, I, I'm i watching Doctor Who, but I'm watching it out of habit. Yeah. And, you know, I Stephen Moffat recently. I think I'm doing that with Muppets. I think I'm done. Stephen Moffat recently said something, like, just so ridiculous that he's, like, he's, he's like, upping the TV game with Doctor Who. Well, I, I, I just want to say. He said something on the order of that, and I go, like, oh, no, nah, man. No, nah, you you have busting the genre because he has glasses. Yeah, now. you you had to, you have you haven't been you haven't been watching some of those Netflix shows, have you? You're not you're not changing landscape of anything. Yeah. So, but I'd like to see what you think of the this uh, new. Because I know I know the, the first part. The first part was was it was kind of cool, but I you know I'm just kind like for me like with Stephen Moffat's run, I'm kind of like he's. I he's his run on the show something like he said all he needed to say with season five, right? And just sort of been dragging its feet. So what do you what do you think about Doctor Who signing on for t- till uh, at least two yeah, t- uh, 2020? The, the actor? Well, no, the the um, uh, the actor signed on for at least ten uh, um, season ten, which is next year, and Moffat's on at least for ten, which is next year. But the show has been signed on with the BBC to run through 2020. I'm- that's great for a show Doctor, that Doctor, BBC got rid of like a decade ago. Yeah, but Doctor Who's also been a show that ran for a really long time anyways. Correct. And if they can keep it fresh, that's fine. Yeah. You know, uh, you know it, it's Doctor Who's a very different show. Like, th- there, there's no... Sebastian should run Doctor Who. I, yeah, that would never be nice. Please send... We'll have to do a whole Doctor Who episode. It's, it's, you, it's tough. Doctor Who is not a show that has Here, wait, a wait, clearly wait. defined <laughs> ending. You know, that's you can, true. You can stop Doctor Who for, like they did, for like 15 years mm-hmm. and, and come Start back to it. Start up with somebody who doesn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm not going to be and, and, But, but have it be okay. Right. So, that really worked out for him, too, because he, he, he didn't, he stopped doing it because he wanted like other roles and he stuff. He wanted other roles, but he also didn't yeah. like the, because again, it was a brand, it was a new take on the show, but they mm-hmm. were also shooting it on such a tight schedule 
It he wasn't allowing him yeah, to do anything else. Yeah, really. and he just was like, "I'm done." Which but is, he's not really doing anything anymore. Which is, yeah, which is I love this guy's like, "I'm going to stop doing." Well, it's what happened to to Mr. Echo. Yeah. I don't want to live in Hawaii because I want other film roles. Then he didn't do anything until GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's be, a, D- Doctor Who is a show that it doesn't have a clearly defined <laughs> Doctor Who could get canceled and then come back in ten years and pick up where it left off. Right, and everyone would be fine. Which right. I think is what Sebastian is looking for. Let me give you which a is, preview is, of my same reaction thing as, to the as, Doctor as Who thing. Star Trek. Yes. This is me on the Doctor Who podcast. Yeah, but I, I I feel the same way, and I feel that way begrudgingly because it's like it's like none of this is really interesting. You already did all of these plots in some form in your own show with season five and six, right? Which is why I want to would like to get your opinion on this new is there a reason uh, why we're watching Equestrian stuff. Was that because it was on? Uh, well, was, I mean, you can change the channel, right? We got we have Equestrian. Although that is pretty amazing. <laughs> So, anyways, we're going to wrap things up now because we've gone oh, now? two hours. Um, yeah, give me Ethan his mic back. <laughs> so, check us out facebook.com slash nerdables. We're at Twitter. On, or, we're at Twitter? We're at Twitter. We're at Twitter. That's where we are right now. We are at Twitter. We're right at now. Twitter on Nerdable Twitter Show. Twitter exists as a physical we're on space. On Twitter at Nerdable Show. So, for Chris, Ethan, and Sebastian, I almost said Kalu's stuff. Yeah, it was. I have to apologize to Rich. We've kept him from watching Guardians again for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> and, and Gotham. God, it got really quiet. So we'll see you guys next time. We won't see people. Well, we won't see them. Like, They'll hear us next time. Yeah. Because it's must like. Be destroyed. Gotham must be destroyed. Gotham. What is, what is Bruce and Catwoman going to do? Let them fight. Let them fight.